Hosting for this podcast is made possible through mtgcast.com, which is supported by a generous contribution from quietspeculation.com, Magic's premier trading and financial news site. Hello again and welcome to the Mana Pool. We are brought to you as always by cardshark.com, a better way to buy and sell collectible card games. And this is the Mana Pool. Episode scrolling down. So that was 285. So that was 86, 87. So this is 288. Awesome. Cool. Is that, is that counting Ooh. the little switchery you did with those other things? Yeah. Oh wait, I guess it doesn't matter because it only matters for those things. Never mind. Yeah. So yeah, you guys might have noticed that last week there were two episodes and you got them in the wrong order. Sorry about that. It was either post one three hour episode or post two hour and a half episodes and then it was either delay them both by several days or go ahead and get one up and get the other one up several days later. So yeah. Makes sense. I, th- I thought so. Everybody seems to like more episodes but no one likes one longer episode. So it's all psycho- psychology at this point. Same amount of content. Actually, it's a little more content because you get to listen to the theme song twice. Huh? Huh? <laughs> oh, well. So, like every other uh, magic content, uh, well, at all this week, I think we have to talk about all the stuff that happened at San Diego Comic-Con. Yes. Wait a minute. I completely forgot who we are. So I'm Chewy, lead dork. Over there is Brian. He had That's a file me. on his computer. But it was oh, like yes. a real, like a like a physical file. Like a court file, yeah. That is so freaking weird. <laughs> and over there is Mike. He sounds terrible. Yes, I do. And over there is Dirk, who may or may not be pregnant. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> so Dirk is not pregnant. Is Chelsea pregnant? No. Okay. Nobody is pregnant ever. But uh as a side note and everything, um, the second baby, Leighton, he actually is four months yesterday, which was the birth date of the royal baby. Yay. So there is an official relationship between Leighton and the royal baby. Leighton is four months older than him. <laughs> Ta-da! Ha! Yeah, I had to ask Mike what the hell is a royal baby. Because he said something about people being stupid about the royal baby. I'm like, what's a royal baby? And I was proud of myself for having to ask that. Well, when a king and a queen love each other very much. <laughs> or in this case, a prince and a princess. But, you know, not like brother and sister, because that's just right. weird. Yeah. Same thing. So, yeah, there's that. Right, so, Comic-Con, yes. Was there Was there not a video of the of the panel that was posted somewhere. I kept expecting to see that, and I haven't seen anything um, like that yet. Okay, so I didn't do Monday Night Magic last night. Uh-huh. But I before I realized that I wasn't going to do Monday Night Magic last night, uh-huh. uh, I asked them, hey, is there a place that's got all this information all at once? And Clue said, well, we could just watch the video if they ever get it posted. Huh. So I'm guessing they never got it posted just yet. Yeah, because last year, um, that's that's what I did. Like, the next day I sat down and watched it. I'm, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. And whatever that is, is really loud. I'm sorry, I'm messing with something. Oh, is that you? Okay. Yeah. But let's see here. Uh, uh, Salvation Forums. Uh, uh, I'm in the... Mm-hmm. I'm in the Monday Night Magic show notes now. Uh, uh, yeah, I got nothing. Weird. 
So there's a salvation thread that's got all this crap, but I try to avoid them if at all possible, so. Yeah. Okay then. Yeah, we haven't actually talked about anything, so I don't have any response to that. <laughs> I don't either. So. First up, there's. Okay, bear with us here because I don't think any of us have read this. I've read it. Okay, no, Brian's read it. I've read it actually through Star City. Star City had an, had another. Basically, it was a breakdown like this. Oh, okay, good. So as long as everybody knows what's going on except for me and Dirk, then yes. we're good. Okay, so let's see again? here. Do what? What are we doing again? That first link I put in the chat. Gotcha. There you go. Uh, da 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 da. Theros block will be the old standard of a big set and then two small sets. Yep. So that's cool. And no the crazy big big small big small big 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 small big small, small big small, 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 small yeah yeah more more Morse code here you know. <laughs> so it's big 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 small 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 big 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 is that S O S or O S O? Uh, I, I think, think that's O Damn right, that's O S O. It's O S O. We're all just S O L, so just L O L and T F G. R T F C. T T F N. Anyway. G T F O. So. Large, small, small. Large, small, small. The theme of the block is going to be enchantments and Greek mythology. That's two themes, so whoever wrote this needs to be smacked. But, uh, <laughs> Greek enchantments. Greek enchantments. I love My history. big fat Greek enchantment. <laughs> so that's a little weird. There will be three major facets of Greek mythology, and each facet will have a mechanic they call their own. That's weird. Gods, heroes, and monsters will all be represented... And like Hydra's Gorgons and Minotaurs. Hey, maybe we'll get a good Gorgon. Did we just say that? There aren't Thanks. enough Gorgon, good Gorgons. Yeah. Are there any good Minotaurs either? Oh yeah, there's a few. Yeah, there's a couple. Ooh, the last, uh, CMDR Dex video that went up on MTG Cast by the time everyone's hearing this is, uh, was Jonathan's, uh, Minotaur Tribal deck. Okay. Which I didn't watch yet, but I really wanna. Anyway. And each color of magic has a god that represents it. Yay. Feels kind of like the Eldrazi to me. Maybe maybe it's actually the Eldrazi, you know. <laughs> oh, and in the third set, they'll take off their masks and go, Annihilate! <laughs> god, that would be the worst. <laughs> that would be pretty bad. <laughs> maybe it'll just be Galactus. Probably not. You remember, that was a good conversation. We need to do that again sometime. Anyway. <laughs> I don't remember that conversation. There was a question of whether or not Galactus was evil. And whether the, yeah, the Eldrazi. whether the Eldrazi were oh, evil. Oh, right, 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 right. So, hey, yeah. Let's see here. The set will be uh, like Innistrad with uh, well-traversed tropes, it says here, and lots of top-down designs, so that's good. This must have been, like, in the publicity packet, because Star City used exactly the same language as a lot of this. So I'm thinking that this was in some sort of sheet that was given to the media. Mm-hmm. That would not surprise me. Mm-hmm. I need to look for that Facebook um, gallery because have you guys seen the the celestial frame that the gods use? Because that's really nice looking. It's further down on here. Oh, it's further down here. Okay, cool. Yeah. Hmm. Weird. So and so one of the themes is enchantments, and this says it's not just enchantment matters. It says, and I quote, the way Theros treats enchantments will help bring enchantments and gods quote to life or <laughs> whatever. Opalescence. Yes. (laughs) 
so I don't know what that means, but we'll find out soon enough. And there's not a whole lot of legends, more than usual, but nothing stupid. And there are a handful of gold cards. So there you go, Dark. Dark was afraid it was going to be really legends-heavy. It's not legends-heavy, but it does have more legends than usual. Considering usual is like four. I mean, freaking Ravnica had more legends than usual. Yeah. Or, sorry, Return to Ravnica. Whatever. Well, ever since Commander became a big thing, they've done more, you know, legendary creatures. For True. Commander. Let's see, what else here? Oh, and they're doing weird stuff for the pre-releases again. Yeah, but this is kind of... this. Like, sometimes it imp- it doesn't really impact the way that the games are played, and sometimes it... Well, this... this Yes, this does. Um, <laughs> the pre-release experience will involve several unique card types exclusive to the event. Heroes act like Vanguard cards would cards would start in the command zone and are active during your entire match. So... So Vanguard cards back in the day were this... They were a, a oversized card that sat over here to the side, and it modified your starting life total and your uh, uh, starting hand size or maximum hand size, and it, it had some sort of special effect that was always on. Like, yeah, Tongarth gave all your guys. Was it haste? I thought it was first strike. Plus, plus one plus something. Maybe Whatever. I think of someone else. Um. Think of it as commander, but if your commander actually did stuff while it was in the command zone. No, actually, it's not like that at all. And you couldn't play it at all. There you go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I don't know, dude. This... Well, like this one they've got here. It's called the Protector. It's a hero card. It's common. I don't know if they're going to have different commonalities or rarities for the... Commonalities. I don't know if they're gonna have different rarities for these cards, but it just sits out there, and anytime you can tap it to prevent the next one damage, will be dealt to target creature or player this turn. So, and this is that's going to gonna, be at the pre-release. Yeah, and at the release, it's not really. It's not clear. It's not clear. It says the event will be held in three steps: pre-release, release events, and Theros game day. And so, yeah. I don't says, think I have, Go ahead. It says, quest one is choose a path. Special type of card called a hero card. Acts like a vanguard. And it shows us the protector. Okay. And then it says, more hero cards. Second step is at the release weekend. Get a second hero card. And it shows us the philosopher, which has the ability pay two and tap it to tap target creature. I like how these pictures are actually of murals. That's kind of cool. Oh, that is pretty cool. I didn't notice that. And then the, uh, the next tweet... These are all tweets from Wizards Magic, or Wizards underscore Magic on Twitter. Step three is face the Hydra. Play against a challenge deck with special back and special cards. And it shows us the back of the challenge deck. Oh, they're changing the magic back. They're ruining everything. Oh, God, that's the end of all everything. <laughs> it's like a transformed card. No. <laughs> maybe, they'll have a, maybe they'll have checklists. No, I'm sorry. I if these challenge decks are going to be like, it, it, like a horde. Like, That's or like, like some, some combination of like a horde or like arch enemy. Probably more like a horde because you probably won't actually be playing against somebody. Maybe. Well, yeah, like, like the example they give, it does stuff automatically on its own. Yeah. Yeah, so it's got, uh, a card from a challenge deck called Snapping Fang Head, 
which is an elite creature head. <laughs> and at the begin, let's see here. At the beginning of the Hydra's end step, Snapping Fang Head deals one damage to each player, and it's a zero eight. And it's got Hero's Reward. When Snapping Fang Head leaves the battlefield, each player gains four life and draws a card. So I'm guessing as a Hydra deck, the Hydra deck will probably deploy several of these because they're heads, mm-hmm. and each one will damage all the players. And, yeah. yeah. And this one has the elite super type, whatever that means. I don't yeah. know. Crazy but it looks. Oh, go ahead. I just said crazy wizards, that's oh, it. Oh, it looks like they've got this set up to where... I think it is going to be a, a combination of Horde and Arch Enemy because it says when Snapping Fang Head leaves the battlefield, each player gains four life and draw a card, draws a card. So yeah, that was what I was wondering about this. This sounds more like like uh, like I never actually played the world uh, the World of Warcraft card game, but my understanding was that you have a, a dungeon or a goal you're supposed to to clear and you have a hero who can have like allies and stuff but your goal is to clear like all of the players to clear the dungeon that's what this sounds more like is that almost like you guys said an arch enemy almost where it's not really you're fighting the other person you're no. sort of like hey dude instead of us beating each other up let's beat this guy up well, that that makes it less like Archenemy and more like Horde, actually. If there's not actually another well, player behind the challenge deck, if it's just something that's running itself. Hmm. Don't know. Speculation. Speculation. Because the thing is, is how would this work if it was okay? I'm playing the Snapping Head because there's no mana cost. Yeah. So it's not like you can play this and be like, "Ha ha, Chewie, see if you can beat this." <laughs> You've activated my trap card. <laughs> Snapping fang head. Snapping fang head trap, yo. So. So that's weird. I appreciate weird things, but I just can't gauge this because, you know, weird. There's not enough information, yeah. No, no. Well, I think what we've talked about makes sense and is probably right. And it's gonna be, I'm curious to see how much of this translates to outside the pre-release and release events. How, how much of that is reflected on the actual cards that we'll see play or not see play in other formats, you know? Mm-hmm. It says so. you can purchase the, the decks after game day, the, the challenge oh. decks, <coughs> which leads me to believe it's going to be, I don't know, like a ready-made horde deck or something. Maybe. It might be their multiplayer product for this summer. Oh, that could be. Yeah. Well, speaking of their multiplayer product for this summer... Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. What? Let's, let's not get off of this yet. What the... <clears throat> so, if the pre-release is going to be, like... I wonder if you pick a hero card or if they just give you a hero card at random or what. I don't know. Well, was... if the quest is called Choose a Path, then I don't think... Get a path, get a path chosen at random. It's really the same thing. Well, that's, that's true. <laughs> the link, the link I just put in is how StarCityGames.com covered it, and it looks like they have a little more explanation here. Um, a lot of it is very similar, uh, but somewhere in here they did say that it was confirmed that yeah, um, where is it? Uh, that packs would be back. Not just, you know, booster packs, but the actual release packs. 
like the, what they did with the guilds in Ravnica. So that might be, you know, you choose to be a hero or you choose to be a monster or you choose to follow this particular hero or something. So, remember I choose that. to be a god. Thank you, Mike. Okay, here we go. Uh, five total mechanics in Theros, including something, quote, people have been asking for. Yeah, which... <laughs> <laughs> they they say that all the time, like something. Yeah, they say yeah. that every new block. <laughs> something you've been waiting for, or like what was the last reprint counterspell? Hell yeah, no. <laughs> M twelve, they're like we're gonna M fourteen, we're bringing back a mechanic that hasn't been seen in a long time, and it turned out to be slivers. Because that's a mechanic. Because that's a mechanic, and they did it. That counts. And, and I did read Mike's article, and I enjoyed it, and I I do agree with him a lot of the points, but it is a it is a departure from how they've done slivers in the past. So even if you bring it back, you're bringing it back and changing it pretty significantly. So, <clears throat> so we'll see what they mean here. Something that they we've been asking for. Um, maybe cards that you can redeem for tacos. Ooh. Like commons, you know, because I don't want to trade my rares unless it's like a really good rare for a really good taco. Yeah, I was just about to say. Hmm. Um, there's some I sort think, of. I think I had a mythic rare taco once. It was pretty awesome. I might have been there for that. They've, <laughs> con- they've confirmed that uh, there will be three planeswalkers in Theros block. Yep. And one of them is Elspeth, and she's now got a spear because you know the sword was getting old. Well, of course the sword is getting old. It's more of a halberd than a spear. <laughs> A spear has a pointy bit on the end. A halberd has a, like a, a, a weapon. Like a on sword the, on the end. A, another weapon. Like it's a sword. A, an axe it's a sword on a stick. Yeah. <laughs> here, have this sword. We put yeah. a stick on it. So yeah, here, it, and it's got, the Star City thing has the gods listed, or the gods card art, card frame, damn it. You meant what I knew. <laughs> the card frame for the, for the gods, yes. At least for the the black one, which is weird. Why? I it kind of looks like his clothes. So I wonder what the gods are gonna do if they're a whole new type of card. That's they must be because other. Well, I mean, it looks like they've got a power and toughness block. Yeah, yeah, that's but, a power and toughness box. So maybe they're not a whole new type of card. Maybe they're just a fancy type of creature. Maybe. Yeah, but giving them a special frame might mean that there's something else extra special going on with them. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, Just remember, if you ever get the choice, <laughs> always pick God. If someone, asks, if someone asks you if you're a God, Ray, you always, always say, say yes. yes. <laughs> I picked Rizzlebrand. Rizzlebrand. <laughs> so that's... Is there anything more about Theros Block? Uh, I've heard from the, 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 the panel at Comic-Con, or maybe it was Rosewater's Tumblr, that... There will be something in this block that has only been done in Future Sight. Maybe that's the mechanic that everybody's been asking for that we don't know what it is. Maybe. Yeah. And lots when, of people have been looking through Future Sight going, I wonder what it is. Yeah. What, what's that, what's that enchantment Pegasus thing? What? What? Oh. The enchantment that's, the, the, no, the enchantment that's a creature. Lucent Limited. Yeah. No, that's just dumb. Yeah, that is pretty dumb. Enchantment creatures aren't a good idea. 
So they'll probably do that too, actually, but <laughs> doesn't mean it's a good idea. Was that Future no. Sight? Yes. Yeah. Oh, God, let's yeah. hope that's not it. Maybe it'll be the Tarmogoyf block where every card is actually just Tarmogoyf. That'd be alright. <laughs> and people will quit talking about it so damn much. <laughs> then he'll actually be balanced. <laughs> but somebody in our forums was like, oh, contraptions, finally. No, no. No, they're never gonna, contraptions doesn't mean anything. Ah! Yeah, it is, it's an artifact subtype. Yeah, it is. And they're gonna do If something. you go to the comprehensive rules, it's in the list of artifact subtypes. I think yeah. salamanders. <laughs> Finally. Just keep saying that. Just keep saying that, though. Eventually At get some it point, out. I'll be right. Are salamanders native to Greece? Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but we're in Theros, so, you know. <laughs> I guess that's like saying Oni are native to Japan. Exactly. <laughs> hmm. Hell yeah. They're making another Godzilla movie. Yes. Really? Don't sure, why not? No, but the like American American Godzilla yeah. movie. Oh. Oh. I can you think see, this is a different tone. <laughs> yeah, and American. Oh. But I don't think it's supposed to have Matthew Roderick this time. That's a lot of fish. <laughs> Huh. I do like the way that the three gods they've shown, uh, Heliod, Erebos, and Nylia, look really badass and godlike. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And very representative of their colors. Yeah. Yes. That's, like, they all, like, Heliod was the first guy that they showed the, here's the Theros art you get to see for the next three months, and that's all you get. That was the god of white mana. That's pretty badass. I don't really like the way he's holding his, is that a spear? It's not a halberd. It's a spear. It does look awkward. Uh, And I I thought that the first time I saw it. Like I thought maybe it was, it was, he was just like had it on his shoulder, but then it looks like he might be like trying to stab someone with it. Maybe he's trying to do a trick shot. I was just thinking that. Yeah, he's trying to do a (laughs) trick shot, like in pool. (laughs) Hey, watch this guys. He's going to go off the back. (laughs) Gorgon in the corner pocket. (laughs) Yep. Over that mountain, around the sun. Back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, balls. I just want to know how they're going to do gods that is, that they do it in such a way that it's interesting and not complete, and yet not completely overpowered. Yeah, like that, like trying to find the space kind of between Eldrazi and Planeswalkers and not make it completely stupid. Yeah. And, how it can fit into magic as a game, the game with a history where, you know, we have sneak attacks. The green one, we have the new Garrick in standard where he's got that dramatic entrance effect. How, you know, <laughs> is there a way to, to make them and not have them just stupid? Is it going to turn into show and tell for this guy, for Heliot instead of Emrakul, you know? So we'll see. Previews are like what a week away or something. Yeah, to twenty minutes. Probably something. There'll be some up by tomorrow. Yeah, after we're finished recording, I'm gonna put some up. Like yeah. I used to. it'll be uh, Flores's, and it'll be like the face of the new standard or something. I mean, don't get me started on his dumbass. <laughs> well, he doesn't have his, his regular article anymore. Oh, that's well, no, he does. They're just changing how it works. No, he's not going to have a regular one. He's going to come back for, for oh, is it just periodic pre- preview weeks and and other special things? But there's going to be a different regular article in that space, and it's yeah, not. But he's, yeah, but he's writing it. No, no. Okay, well, we we came away with two completely different understandings of what of what his announcement was. 
As long as they're still paying him, it's a damn shame. <laughs> so let's let's move on. What's next in the oh the Gathering Magic one from the Vault Twenty? Oh yeah, nothing to see here. Move Have, along. Did we talk about this at all back when they first announced it? Because it didn't we, sound familiar yeah, to me at all. We, well, we talked about the art because the art for the first oh, card they yeah. previewed. Yeah. I was like the only person like, in the world who was saying no. That is not Mother of Runes. That's a blue card. And I would like to offer a very respectful in your face to everyone out there because it turns out that art is actually for impulse. And see, that makes sense. But the the issue that I had with it being anything except for Mother of Runes is. Gee, gosh, golly, that's about an old lady that is doing some sort of magic, and there's five fingers and, you know, five colors. So it lends itself so well to Mother Runes. It, I I am not surprised that it's something else, but it was a question of what else. I'm surprised it it's not a creature, or, you know. Yeah, so it's Impulse. But that's not the biggest news. Yeah, Gilded Lotus is also going to... So there was a stack of cards that they they uh, confirmed between PAX Australia and the Comic-Con. Yeah. And let's see here. Uh, Gilded Lotus, yup. Impulse, that's cool. Acroma's Vengeance, that's cool. Uh, Him to Turok, which... Yeah, that's nice. To people... Okay. Him to Turok costs black, black. It's a sorcery. And it says, target opponent discards two cards at random. And I'm going to let that sit in your brain for a second. Yeah. Okay, hang on. Three, two, one. If you are not cursing at this point, then you are a horrible person or you don't know how to play Magic. Because <laughs> that's there, all that card is good for, is making people curse. <laughs> yeah, th- there was there was actually, I don't know if it was a Grand Prix series or, or a Pro Tour, way back in the day, where by what? popular vote of... The players, him Torak was banned from the event. Wow. Yes, that really happened. I had but, not heard that, but I'm not ultimately that surprised because that's the reaction it gets. Now, I hate to be the guy that showed up with a him to Torak deck, but you know. <laughs> yeah, there's something about like turn one, dark writ, something that costs one. What's the discard spell that costs one? Like duress? Sure, why not? And then a him. Just, just kick your opponent right in the balls. Sure, it's called it. You have to have those three cards in your hand, but you just screwed your opponent. <laughs> Even turn two him to Turok is a real beating. Oh, it's the worst. Like I used to love it in There's, my deck. <laughs> there is no turn at which it's, you know, acceptable anymore, unless they, you know, they have no cards in hand. <laughs> oh, I just top deck this. So let me just play it. No, um, mm. any turn that you play it is a bad turn. Yeah, pretty much. And then at PAX Australia, they revealed, uh, Vencer, like, Shaper Savant, the, uh, yeah, not, creature. Not, yeah, not the planeswalker. And he was pretty badass back in the day. Cruel Ultimatum, which should surprise no one. And Ink Eyes Servant of Oni, which completely knocked me for a loop. I remember she was in a deck, but I don't She was in a deck? She was, and it was very oppressive. Huh. Notice how many of these went in control decks. Uh, I'm not like all of them, actually. I'm not seeing any sort of like avalanche riders or lightning bolt or, you know, uh, what's a good red card that shows up in a lot of aggressive decks? You know, Jackal Pup. Hey, maybe Jackal Pup will be in there. It's not, you know, it's not excluded. Yeah, that would be bad. (laughs) All right. So do you want to stop teasing people? Because by now everybody knows. Yeah, they know already. So, uh. 
the big one that they confirmed will be in From the Vault 20 is Jace the Mind Sculptor. Yep. Yeah, you want to talk about throwing people for a loop? I was I read that and I'm like, oh, that's very funny. And that's I, what I, I said! <laughs> Yeah, it's like, okay, stop screwing with me and show me what they actually reveal. When they do a From the Vault, there'll usually be one or two cards that are pretty pricey, like Berserk, you know, that are, are out there and, you know, might be pricey. But there is, this is, and it's not, Jace the Mind Sculpture is not Black Lotus, but it's probably the closest thing to a Black Lotus you'll ever find in Modern. And he's not even legal in Modern, though. He's not even legal in modern. I just mean, you know, within that time frame. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they're like moderately played on Star City right now are one hundred nine dollars, which almost seems too cheap. Then you get into the foils, which you know, by the way, this is going to be a foil, <clears throat> and you're talking about upwards of seven hundred dollars. But and I don't understand it because he's only playable in like Vintage and Legacy, right? Yeah. And extended, but we'll get to that in a minute. But. Well, first of all, <laughs> he sees play in Legacy, which is still supported. Second of all, there's that, they're almost that, you know, what if they ever, ever unbanned him? And then there's that third, just raw, straight up power. I mean, he's still legal in Commander, so people play him there pretty extensively. Oh, which yeah. Which is weird, because he's not that good. And then, well, he's just a good. Command planeswalkers and commander in general are are weaker than other formats just because of the way the format works and the fact that and I've talked about this before the fact that every other player you get you don't get additional uses out of your planeswalker you still only get one per round and that's another person that can destroy it so they don't actually scale up or it takes a really strong effect um, to make them scale up but the it's Jace the Mind Sculptor. I mean, that's really all you have to say about it. And that's where that comes from. It's Jace the Mind Sculptor. So the MSRP on this product is like, what, $5 more than usual. But that's the MSRP. Yeah. yeah. And But it's because there's five more cards, right? Yeah. Right. And they did stay, say, state in the announcement that, hey, in case you're worried about it, they're going to go back down to 15 cards and an MSRP of forty nine uh, of thirty nine ninety nine thirty four ninety nine next year. Not that the MSRP has ever mattered for any of these ever, except for like that one shop who's like, "Well, I sell these at MSRP," and like speculators everywhere just touch themselves with glee. Yeah, yeah John did that like twice, and then he definitely stopped doing that. Yeah, because it's dumb. I mean, I hate that the prices gets jacked up so high, but. It's dumb to sell them in MSRP. <laughs> because yeah, you're yeah. just throwing away money. Exactly. I, yeah, I would I would support a store that wanted to do it, but they're really just they're leaving money on the table. You're not going to find this for thirty nine ninety nine anywhere. Yeah, even those guys might have might change their mind for this one. Yeah, and yeah. Oh well. All right. But okay, so how many have we got? We've got Jace, Gilded Lotus, Impulse. Chroma's Vengeance, him, that's five. And then Vincer, Ultimatum, Ink Eyes, that's eight. So we've got 12 to go. Hmm. I bet we I'm can a- poke around at the years that were are being missed here or <laughs> haven't been shown yet and figure out a few good candidates. We have to do that on a future episode. <laughs> that, that's a good angel. idea. 
Sarah Necro. No, they just did Necro in From the Vault, didn't they? Yeah, they just did Necro in From the Vault, exiled. Piss. Maybe yeah. Moat. Maybe I'll put a Moat. Oh, don't put. Ugh. Talk oh. about talk about shooting this thing up to three hundred dollars. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah. Maybe have a Jason Mind Sculptor and Moat. No, three hundred dollars will be a bargain. Three hundred dollars <laughs> will be you know marked down fifty percent after it's been sitting on the shelf for too long. Which it won't. So never mind. Because no one can afford it except for that one guy. That one guy. Yeah. He already bought all the rest of them. <laughs> so oh. yeah. And then there's uh, let's see some dual decks. I'm bad at this. Did we talk about the the name of these dual decks back in back when a I first long announced? time ago? Okay, yeah, so we did. Us mentioning them at all, honestly. I think we just touched on it briefly because all we knew was dual decks, heroes versus monsters. That's it. They didn't have any art or anything to go with it. Well, now we've got some art, and we've got Sun Titan with new art, looking like a, a, a gladiator dude. Like a giant Greek hero. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty badass. You know, that's kind of funny because giants, <laughs> oh. are, giants are in Greek mythology, and... and so are things called titans. Hmm. So are things called titans. <laughs> if they reprint the titans in Theros block, I'm going to just quit magic forever. <laughs> Until I'm back, you know, the next week. But the next week, make, yeah. It won't make me happy, that's for sure. Yeah. I doubt it. I really do. <laughs> Yeah, if they reprint the Titans, I'll I'll join Brian. I'll quit Magic for at least an hour. Yeah, yeah not even touching it, and not like an hour that he's asleep either. No. I doubt I doubt that they will, because you know it, they have to have things that are on flavor, like you know, hunted dragon and dragons versus knights. Except a wait that wasn't in there, but you know the other dragons that were there. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't in there because it was too much of a beating. I know. But then again, the dragon's deck ended up sucking miserably. So yes, <laughs> good job, guys. And I realize why it wasn't in there, but it's a dragon that makes knights. So that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> oh, um, they showed some art for another creature too. Yeah, Polucranos. Is that how you say that? Creature. That's how I say it. Okay, I was like Polucranos. No, that's not right. Oh, they misspelled <laughs> tweet. Good job, guys. They misspelled what? They misspelled the name in their tweet. Oh, they did? Thanks. Yeah. I'm scrolling up. Polacranus. <laughs> Good job, you guys. <laughs> it's it's a badass Hydra thing. It's legendary and mythic and costs two green green. And that's all we know. It looks freaking awesome, though. Look at that. Holy balls. It eats worlds and it only costs four. It's got to have something freaking ridiculous. Most things that eat worlds cost at least six. That's like planet size, right? Yes. Maybe. Well, we don't know anything else about it except for the art and the name. And it looks badass. So enough of that. What's the thing that the other people care about? Commander. Right, that's the one. There will be new. There will be new mad new new commander stuff, like they said. No surprise there. <laughs> Whoop. Yeah. And these five decks will be shard colors instead of wedge colors like they were last time. Which is good because you don't want to do the same color combinations each time. Yeah. yeah. But it also means that you're going to start hearing everybody refer to them by their Alara names. So you're not going to talk about uh, the blue, black, and red one as the blue, black, and red one. It's going to be the Grixis one. 
Which is fine, you know. But it's still easy to remember and convenient so, to use. It's it's much easier to say Grixis than blue, black, red. What colors is it again? Uh, it's Grixis. It's one and a Grixis. <laughs> hey, that's the cost of this card that they showed us. One and a Grixis. Yeah. <laughs> How do you pronounce that name? I was thinking Jaleva. Mm-hmm. Jaleva, Nefalia's skirt. Nefalia, where's that? That's on Anastrod. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Well, they're the people that? that you. They're the people that usually like stitch people, dead people together. Yeah, and then they drown them first, right? <laughs> right. Um, I'll read it. Sure. Jaleva Nefalia Scourge costs one and a blue and a black and a red for a one-three legendary vampire wizard. Technically mythic, but you know it's in this product. So when you yeah. buy that, you get one of that. It's a it's flying. Most vampires these days have flying. Um, not when more. It, is it not? Well, they used to. Almost, like all they, the common and uncommon ones don't all have flying. That's true. That's yeah. true. It used to be at, like every vampire flying, except for a sp- couple special cases. But um, when it enters the battlefield, each player exiles the top X cards of his or her library, where X is the amount of mana spent to cast this. Whenever this attacks... You may cast an instant or sorcery card exiled with it without paying its mana cost. First time I read this, I'm like, what? There's no X in the cost. I don't understand how this, you know, can increase. And then I realized, wait a minute, it's Commander. So you're going to play this. You're going to mill every other opponent for four because it costs four to play, minus any sort of shenanigans with um, Faraz's ban or something like that. Uh, hey, that's a, I'm that's sorry, a that was so obscure I had to laugh. That's a thing. That was um, pretty good. It was. I mean, hey, set up your own deck. Okay, I'm only pay I'm I'm making my commander cost more, but I'm getting a bigger effect or something. Uh but then they kill it like you know, they lightning bolted or something. When you play it again it costs two more. So then you're gonna mill them for six. And then you get that whole instant or sorcery card that you removed, and you get to cast it. it so that's it's cool. Each player, so you get lots of choices. Yeah. Because I mean, the first one you you exile the top four from everybody, which is important because they don't go into the graveyard. Like they they're gone forever. So like, if the four of us are playing, and like, let's say Brian casts Jaleva. He's got 12 things to choose from. Yeah. And let's say, let's say each of us mills one land. Okay, so he's got nine things to choose from every time he attacks with Jaleva. Well, it's only a sorcery, instant or sorcery card. You can't cast creatures or artifacts. For some reason, my brain forgot that other things other than instants or sorceries. So, again. So when you're talking about us, maybe you have like two things to choose from, but still. But, so maybe Dirk has no instants or sorceries. Mike has just instants or sorceries. So that's three. Brian has four, five, and I've got six, maybe seven. But still, you know, with just the four of us, that's six or seven cards to choose from, maybe. I, yeah. I think you'd be surprised if you looked at your commander deck and saw how many permanents you have. I don't have as many as I'd like. Well, and I think it depends on the particular deck. I actually just built a new commander deck since we're going to be hopefully getting together soon. So I built it yesterday and today. And I'm not going to tell you what it is, but... That sort of thing was actually very much in my mind when I was building it. Sweet. Sweet. So, that's the vampire Grixis girl. 
Who's here from Jund? Raise your hand if you're here from Jund. I am. There's that dragon in the back. Yes, yes. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Dragon, would you stand up and please uh introduce yourself to us? It's okay. This is a safe place. Hello. My name is Prosh, Sky Raider of Care. And I Hi, cost... Prosh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I cost three and a Jund. That would be a black, red, and green. Legendary creature, dragon, mythic, 5-5 five, five with flying. When you cast Prosh, put X-01 red kobold creature tokens named Kobolds of Care Keep onto the battlefield, where X is the amount of mana spent to cast Prosh. Sacrifice another creature. Prosh gets <laughs> plus one, plus zero until end of turn. Hmm. So after the first cast, you have someone who all by himself can make himself just attack for 11, just all of a sudden. And he's probably your general. Probably. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of damage. And he gives you a heck of a lot of chump blockers, too. You can use these guys for whatever. But I gotta love the shout out, shout out to, uh, to like almost this forgotten race. The last time we saw any kobolds was in Time Spiral, and that was specifically a shout out to when they were in what? Uh, oh, Legends. Yeah, was Legends? Was Legends? That's the only time. So, that's kind of cool. And then, you know, you're not required to just sacrifice kobolds. You can sacrifice other things, too. This guy. And if you have Rogar of Care Keep in your deck, he'll give all your kobolds of Care Keep plus two plus two. <laughs> sure, Mike, sure. I have to agree with that <laughs> from Mike there. <laughs> what if you had Kukus? Doesn't he do something cool? Not with Kobolds of Kerakeep. <laughs> no, you need the Keeper of Kukus for that. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> He's kooky. Wasn't Kobold there... Kobolds of Kerakeep, uh, Keeper of Kukus, same thing, whatever. It's just, it, there's kukukukuk. What about, um, uh, wasn't there a Kerakeep land in Time Spiral? Is yes, that what we, that's, that's what it was, that, right? That's what Brian was talking about. Yeah, and it made Kobolds of Kerakeep Kobold tokens. Hell, yeah. I like that they're kobold creature tokens that are actually named kobolds of Carekeep. The only token that I know of that actually has a, a card that was in a magic set to go with it. There was that cycle of spell shapers and times in um, Future Sight. Oh yeah, the festering goblin mm-hmm. and the uh, the Carekeep also makes creature tokens named kobolds of Carekeep. Yeah. Yeah. So. Which is pretty hilarious. <laughs> Lots of people, uh, during the three questions and wherever it was, what's the worst creature in magic? Lots of people said kobolds. I was like, but they're free! And they're like, yeah, they're still bad. I'm like, aww. That's not the worst. Wood elemental. I was glad for the one person who said wood elemental. Oh no, a lot of people said wood elemental. Oh really? I only the remember. later episodes that aren't up yet. Oh, that aren't up yet, okay. Yeah. I've Spoiler. only put the first Pittsburgh up yet because I'm bad. Spoiler alert. Yeah. If you haven't listened to any of my three questions, why not? They are awesome. Because <laughs> you don't post them, that's why not. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> why you gotta be talking? <laughs> oh, well. So. Wow, is that all the news? We've got one more piece of shocking and exciting news to go. It's crazy. They're oh, actually killing off a format. Yeah, and it's a popular? I can't even make that joke keep going. <laughs> No. 
Yes, yeah, so... I was almost like, what, this hasn't happened already? That's what I said! Uh, they, it's been a long time since the last time they killed a, a, a sanctioned, an established sanctioned format. I think Rochester draft, draft was the last one they completely gave up on. But they, this one has actually been dead for quite some time. It's just no one bothered to tell it. Yeah. It was like, Psst, hey, hey, how you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm great. You're actually not great. <laughs> I'm sure there were people who liked it and looked forward to it, but... Yeah, I get but, the impression for the most part, people just participated when it was only when it was absolutely necessary. Yeah, and and both of those people can play by themselves. And not to mention, modern was created specifically to replace this format. I mean, they even said it. They're like, "Yeah, we don't like extended." Like so. extended sucks, so we're gonna make this thing called modern and see how yeah. that works. And modern was like, "Ba bam." And just dropped his dong right on the table. Well, and, and that's what happens too. That's what happens too when you throw a lot of support behind something. It wasn't like we're going to put these two in a room and you know we're going to give both of them a knife and see who comes out. It's more like we put them in a room and modern has a gun and uh, extended is blindfolded and has a tomato. <laughs> that they they have just look. <laughs> they literally just stopped supporting it. They don't, you don't see tournaments for it anymore, which is one of the big indicators of, you know, people will play almost anything. People would play a game of tomatoes if there was a prize, <laughs> if there was prize support for it. <laughs> if you know how to play tomatoes, send, send us, us an email. Oh, God, I look forward to uh, Michael Gahara's response to that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put him on the spot. Comedy has to be spontaneous. Yeah. So Now I look yeah. forward to him not giving us a response. <laughs> <laughs> now you're so, discontinued. Yeah. So, so we don't drag this out anymore. They are discontinuing extended. And I, if it was someone's favorite format, I don't want to sound callous, but the writing's been on the wall for a while. Like... Yeah. A long time. So I mean, when Brian said, "Wow, this hasn't happened yet," he was being serious, and so was yeah. I. Like that was my thought. And like, wait a minute, I thought they did this already. Yeah. But then I remembered the rules updates keep saying extended, no changes, and I'm like, or the banned restricted list updates. I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like extended is old Yeller, and he's out there, and he's got the rabies, and nobody's gone out to. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I'm so done. finally, they got the shotgun loaded. So yeah, after August seventh, you're done. You can you can't sanction an event anymore. Anything that was sanctioned before that, you can still run up until October eighth. And you Ooh. can't play it. You can't play it online anymore either. Yeah, after August seventh, it will no longer be online. But I'm guessing that there weren't enough people to make it worth it online because you know, what's the last format I remember them taking off of? <laughs> Magic Online, like Rainbow Stairwell or something, or five, five, what was it called? There was something that involved all five colors of magic. Prismatic. Prismatic, that's what it was. Prismatic isn't on Magic Online anymore? Maybe not. not I don't know. Because I don't actually play Magic Online. I, I used to, and I've still got an account, but I haven't had the money to really go on and draft or anything, which was the main reason I played, so. Yeah, yeah like I said, the last sanctioned format there that would actually be used at like pro tours and whatever that I remember getting killed was team Rochester draft. And that was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that happening, but yeah. Oh, 
we actually forgot to finish talking about Commander. There, oh, did we? Yeah, Is there there are five new decks. Each one will have 15 new cards. It says 15 new cards to Magic. What? So are these like World of Warcraft cards that they're... Can I print in magic? <laughs> the wording on that is tripping me out. I think it was poorly construct. Oh, it was a poorly constructed sentence. But I am looking forward to some versus cards. Maybe they're old Star Wars cards. I'm oh, Batman. oh, dude, maybe. Maybe they'll print Princess Leia at the back door. <laughs> now that's an old joke. Maybe they'll print. Wow. Alter. Wouldn't that be great if we had altar in in magic? And then oh. they can print a bunch of cards in new sets that will say that the alter doesn't alter. work. Yeah. Immune to alter, yeah. Every, like, literally, every card has to say immune to alter, immune to control, immune to, you know, this. Immune to sense. Immune to sense, immune to alter, immune to revolution, cannot, immune to revolution was. Oh, that's right, immune to revolution. Because they made this really nice effect that could basically, could work on locations, and it was so good, it was, it was was in the first set that like every land that came after was like, immune to revolution, immune to revolution. (laughs) Every land that you'd actually be interested in. Yeah. uh, uh, Revolving. Yeah. Yeah. Immune. We'll say revolving. (laughs) <laughs> this is a much better word than what I was trying to say. Think of it as, you know, can't be countered, except can't be countered showing up on the best creatures. And I don't mean like the best creatures, like Green's best creatures. I mean like, oh, it's Baneslayer Angel. You don't want them countering this. Can't be countered. A full third of every creature in every set, creatures in every set would be, can't be countered. So... Somewhere Clues is going, yeah! Damn it, Clues. Hmm. So, it says all in all there will be 51 new cards. <coughs> mm-hmm. And it'll, yeah. of course it'll be legal in the eternal formats of Vintage and Legacy. But not anything else. Maybe they'll reprint mm-hmm. Command Tower. I think that's actually doable. Yeah, I don't see why they wouldn't, actually. Yeah, sure, why not? I mean, they pretty much made the best land... For Commander, uh, not including it feels kind of weird. So. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so. See. That is all of the news, I think. Is it really? It's, it's all the news we're gonna talk about now. Oh, uh, I did. Yeah, want- I, I looked back again at the, um, Magic 2014 rules update bulletin, mm-hmm. and there are a few other things that, that didn't get talked about, uh, when, when we did that, you know, when when there was that pre announcement earlier, yeah, but they're not worth taking up time on. They're interesting though, so go look it up if you can. There, Fair enough. I wanted to mention there was one deck that came out of the Star City Open, the standard version, not the Team Sealed, uh, that I thought looked hilarious and really really fun, and I just wanted to show it to you guys really quick. And I'm I printed it, but that doesn't you know, I can't force it through the internet screen. At you, so I'm pulling it up right now. It came in, um, where is it? I stole it. <laughs> Brian is so funny. He's still the only person I know who prints stuff off of the internet rather than just bookmarking it. <laughs> it well, trips me out. It, it would have been on my, um, oh, that's right. It, it would have been on my, uh, computer downstairs anyway. So, uh, uh, here we go. Here we go. It was out of the classic standard. 
the, the Star City. And I was looking under the Invitational, so I was like, where is it? Where is it? It took 10th place at this tournament. A, a, an actual classic series, so I don't know how many players were there, but... Alright, so what do we have here? This is Chris Berry. What the hell? Okay, just looking at the creatures, my brain is trying to break. <laughs> I'm looking at Etherling, four Arbor Elf, four Hunt Masters, three Thrag Tusks, three Vampire Nighthawks, three Borborygmos Enraged, what? And a Niv Mizzet Draco Genius. Draco Genius. Draco, Dracone, Oh Draconian Devil. Okay. Planeswalkers, a Garrick Color of Beasts. Hey, new Garrick. A Nickel Bolus, of course, and a Vraska the Unseen. Uh, I like how he says Nickel Bolus, of course. Like, it's just showing up everywhere. Well, dude, he shows up a lot in decks that can run him. It's weird. As a one-up, usually, you know. Okay, spells, two Golgari Charm, all right. Two Plasm Capture. That's cool. Two Simic Charm, okay. And a Chroma's Memorial. Oh, my God. Four Farseek and three unexpected results. You have got to be kidding me. Wow. It looks hilarious, but he made 10th place, so... Look at all of these cards that if you get with unexpected results, you fall in the floor laughing and put it on the battlefield. I'm just thinking, like, turn one Arbor Elf, and then, you know, turn two maybe Farseek, and then turn three unexpected results get Nickel Bolas. Or or something equal or Borborygmos, in which case you just win. I find that hilarious. So yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. Oh, and look, there's a uh, Kessig Wolf run over here in the uh, what is that thing called? Land. The lands. <laughs> this is a weird deck. He's running illness in the ranks in the sideboard or token decks that big in standard right now. Uh, well, keep in mind this was the first weekend of. M14, so... Oh, right. So there's no telling what's going on. Yeah. Wow, this is... What is he trying to do here? Ramp into big stuff and maybe hit an unexpected results for craziness? Yeah, just play good stuff. Play good stuff and have a wide variety of effects, I guess, because if you're thinking about stopping the Thrag Tusk, something else is going to kill you. I mean, I guess unexpected results... A good chunk of the time is going to say, you know, uh, ramp and draw a card because you, you get this back. So yeah, you might as well have drawn a card, you know, mm-hmm. and and then other times it goes, bam. of course, other times it goes. Yeah, but it's but it's but it's hard to miss, though. It's really hard to miss completely. Yeah, I mean, you, it's don't, kind of, you can't miss completely, can you? Uh, the charms and the plasm capture. But that's it. Oh, right. OK, well, and the charms and the charms uh, aren't completely zero. Depending on what the situation is. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess each each of the charms has uh, a mode that you wouldn't mind doing if you had to, like uh, the minus one minus one or blowing up an enchantment or the bouncing a creature on the Simic charm. Yeah. I'm not paying four to get a Farseek just seems kind of meh, though. Yeah, but the nice thing about the deck is at least it looks to me like. It doesn't need the unexpected results. That's why there's three instead of four. So you can just hunt master into Thrag Tusk, into um, Aetherling. Yeah, that, that seems fine. Yeah. yeah, well, three three basically means you're probably going to find one, but it's very rare that you'll ever have two sitting in your hand at the same time. But since there's at least a decent probability, 24 out of 60, that 
that you're going to get it back into your hand. You don't really need many more anyway. So, so I just thought you guys would appreciate that. This is pretty interesting. I have I like no it. idea how it managed to take 10th at a classic. Probably because everyone else was playing in the Invitational, maybe? I don't know. It just doesn't look hardy. The first place winner of this tournament was a green-white mid-range. Uh, followed by Junk Aristocrat, Esper Control, Jund Mid-Range, Mono Red Aggro. A lot of things you would expect to see. Yeah. So. Interesting. I like it. I'm going to throw the <clears throat> link in the show notes. I'm going to start up a notepad file with the show notes. <laughs> I'll thank you to not laugh at me. Thank you. Too late. Aw. So, I guess we should pause a minute and figure out what we're going to do now, right? Yes. So, how about... Oh, dude, I heard... I'm going to do another Eminem song. I heard it in the car on the way here, and I was actually paying attention. And I really, really, I really liked it. And this is uh, Not Afraid by Eminem. Just a piece of it. So, we'll be right back. But what if I am afraid? Well, then you're not. Oh, oh all right. Great. Well, it's not. Now. Well, you know, you might be af- like, uh, I might be afraid of spiders or white people, but we're not afraid to take a stand. As right. The, yeah. There's a big difference between taking a stand and white people. And white people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, oh, man. So, sure. who, so who sent this email? I don't actually have it open. Yeah, I'm looking around right now. Um, Mike, you Uh-oh. sent them a response if that narrows it down. That would <laughs> like <it> really. <laughs> yeah, you sent them a response saying, "Hey, by the way, we're going to cover this." Or didn't you? Then well, I don't know. I mean, I'm the only one <clears throat> who talks to these people sometimes. But yep, Mike is our official liaison. Oh, here um, we go. It was uh, it was Beach, formerly known as Beach. Oh. You see a symbol? Oh, I see it here, yeah. yeah. You responded to it too, Brian. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not wow, that's unusual. You responded okay. to us saying, hey, this sounds like a good idea, let's talk about it. And then, yeah. I, decided, and then I decided to let him know that we were... Oh, yeah, yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. So you actually talked to him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was about a month ago. Hmm. Mm. <sighs> so, so, Beach says... What I'd like your opinion on is what cards currently on the Commander ban list do you believe could be safely unbanned and why? Is there anything you think ought to be but isn't and why? And anything else about the Commander ban list that comes to mind, I'd be interested to hear. So, that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. If that's what you're interested to hear, then strap on your... Listening pants. (laughs) Strap on your (laughs) listening pants, because we got them... Something words talking. So... We we go to mtgcommander.net here, which is actually kind of a terrible website. I guess the forums are the important part, because that's where everybody, yeah. you know, bitches about things. That's, that's where all the action happens. Yeah. This is actually- so bad in other browsers. <laughs> it looks weird here. What browser are you in? Well, I'm an Internet Explorer, but if I look at it at work, on, on the Firefox version installed at work, Firefox, whatever's compatible with Windows XP, it looks fine. 
Yeah, I mean, it looks good here. It's just a crappy site. No. Like, the, the layout of it in general is just dumb. Well, here, what I'm looking at, my layout is actually slightly broken. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. No. So, like, Chase the Mind Sculptor broken? <laughs> no, just slightly broken. Oh, okay. Okay. So... And uh it says the following is the official band card list. They they do say Commander is played with vintage legal cards. And what does that leave out, Mike? That leaves out uh anti cards and manual dexterity cards. Like Chaos Orb. Like Chaos Orb. And it leaves out silver bordered and gold bordered stuff. Like Chaos Confetti. Hey. <laughs> what other chaos cards can we get rid of? And then under that it says the following is the official ban list for Commander games. These cards and others like them should not be played without prior agreement for the other players in the game. And it goes on to the list. It was funny before as we were getting set up for this, I said, you know, I don't know if I've ever noticed those words and others like them before. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, the thing is, that sentence, that whole sentence these cards and others like them should not be played without prior agreement from the other players in the game. I get the feeling that a lot of people haven't read that sentence in a very long time, us, uh, us included. Yeah. I also get the feeling that that sentence was put there a very long time ago and then forgotten like it by was. these people, not just it by was. the people reading it. Yeah, like I, I, I already know that um, in the beginning the Commander Band list was just a, a list of um, suggestions – of, of, of very strong suggestions that were brought out of playtesting, lots and lots of playtesting and lots and lots of conversation among the people who had taken charge of the format. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, you know, it's always note, it's always worth noting that your playgroup can set your own banned list or restricted list. You can yeah. play with some of these cards, you can play with none of these cards. And the phrase and others like them, if anything, seems to serve as a as a reminder of that, that, you know, it may be cards that have very similar effects mm-hmm. that are really causing your playgroup problems, so just yeah. don't play with them. And also it says, without prior agreement from the other players in the, other players in the game. So, again, you can change these, but everybody has to be on the same page. Yeah, and remember, the band list was originally made so that if, you went somewhere where you didn't know people. You could play a commander game and have some idea of what you were getting into. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the main reason why I still go strictly by this list because I'll often take a couple commander decks to go play, to go see if I can play pickup games with people. Mm-hmm. If I go out. I was, as I stated earlier, I was building the commander deck that I was, uh, that hopefully I'll play soon. And I came across a couple copies of trade secrets and I almost put one in. I said, Oh wait. This is on that list, and <laughs> I know with these guys I could probably say, "Hey, is it okay if I do that?" And they might say yes or no. But I, I decided no. I'm just. <laughs> They'll I'm just say not, yes. Don't target Mike with it. <laughs> <laughs> don't target Dark. That's the golden rule. Um. So I decided not to do that. But I do. I still endorse this list for the most part because I think that it is good for the format to have that sort of structure. Yeah. And now that the format has taken off the way it has, I think it's more important, not less. So, with that in mind, let's run through these real quick. Ancestral Recall. Yep. Yeah. I guess, well, okay, wait. Rather than run through them real quick, 
let's run through them and throw something out if we have anything. Okay. Yeah. And Ancestral Recall. Yep. So all of the Power Nine except for Time Twister are on this list. Yep. Yeah. And that, mm. that seems fun in, in this case. Like this one. Yeah. Yeah, this one seems, uh, ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, three, three cards for one mana at instant speed seems pretty good. So actually seems too good. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Uh, balance. I yeah. like that this is on here a lot. We played with Corey and Corey had a, uh, renounced balance deck where he would sack all of his permanents to renounce to gain a bunch of life, and then he'd play balance, and nobody was left with anything, and then he'd turn one of his enchantments into a creature and win, and it was kind of slow and very frustrating to play against. And it it gets into that whole don't go too far into mass land destruction theme that you're going to see with some of these cards. So, yeah. I mean, I even had a deck that had you know two copies of balance in it and didn't even try to do anything too blatantly unfair with it, but it was still really oppressive when I cast it. Yeah, balance for the longest time back in the day was known as the Armageddon, the Wrath of God, and the Mind Twist. In for white. two mana. For two mana. <laughs> in white, yeah. So. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. It's because it's just not fair. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if it was... Like, if it did one of these things, then maybe it would be... If it was pick one, you know, it might be okay. But it's all three, and it's entirely possible to completely hose your opponent Without trying real hard. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. So this doesn't need to be. No, this doesn't no, need to be yeah. played anyway. If, if if you can see, you can make your opponent sacrifice all their creatures and discard three cards, and you got to sacrifice a land. You're going to do it for two mana. <laughs> There's no question about that. Yeah. It's, so yeah, yeah. yeah ba- balance, balance that's, balance. That's um, uh, yeah, I'm not getting a lot of. I mean, it's notice. it's possible. It's possible to. Play it and not be a, a total jerk. Let's let's just not complicate things yeah. by including it in the pool. Yeah, just because um, it's possible doesn't mean it's probable. Right. So yeah. next up is biorhythm. Yeah, and this see. is one that originally I had a hard time with because I love biorhythm and I played it in decks before, and it lends itself to abuse. It costs eight, but it's it's in a format where that's not so bad, mm-hmm. and the ability to actually kill off multiple opponents that just don't happen to have creatures is kind of rough. For the to go, oh, and it doesn't matter what else you were doing, you were at sixty life and you're dead. So I get that. Yeah, yeah. The, the, issue, I don't know. the issue with Biorhythm and a couple of other cards on this list is that it's a single card that says everybody but me loses right now, but you don't have to have some kind of freaky mana combo going on to make that happen. You no, you don't have to, have to Eight. That's it. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Pay eight. Yeah, yeah you got to have some creatures. You got to pay eight, and that's it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I remember. I used to have. I think it's still there. I had that um, mass kill deck. Actually, it's not still there because it's waiting to be turned into an EDH deck. Whoops. But it's. Uh, I used to cast a route at the end of the last player's turn, kill everyone's creatures except for my symbiotic and uh, penumbra guys and my persist guys, and then. Cast biorhythm on my turn and win, and it was like meh. That wasn't fun, and everyone and you cast route at the end of someone's turn unless there's a counterspell. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, and route's also legal in EDH and costs what seven to cast as an instant? Uh, eight. It costs six normal wise and oh, two okay. more if you want to do it at instant speed. So and again in EDH eight is not that much mana. Yeah, it's not too much to ask. So yeah. yeah. So uh, so I'm um, yeah. 
So I, I'm, I'm going to lean on the side of I think it's probably best to stay on the ban list, but it doesn't concern me the way that some of these others do. Yeah. Um, Black Lotus. Banned. Okay. So Coalition Victory. We don't need, we don't need <laughs> Black Lotus. I don't. Know, I, mean, I thought that yeah. was funny. Black Lotus. So Coalition Victory. <laughs> we don't. I mean, we really don't need to discuss it, do we? Not really. It, no. So. No. Coalition Victory is one I actually think could come off the list. Coalition Victory is on the same level as Biorhythm, in my opinion. Uh, it's the same card. All right. No, Coalition, no, it, costs, it, costs, it does cost eight. Never mind. Coalition Victory costs three colors and a Wooburg. It's a sorcery and says you win the game if you control a land of each basic land type and a creature of each color. With Biorhythm, you need to have some creatures you need to be able to access eight mana. Coalition Victory... Only specific commanders are even going to be able to access it because it costs Wooburg. So you're only going to have uh, – there's only about 12 Wooburg commanders um, that, that even have access. That's how good a card is. I'm getting there. That's step one. <laughs> step two is you need to have a land of each basic land type. Um, how does that interact with Prismatic Omen? Uh, exactly the way you think it does. Everybody loses except you. Okay, well that's step, well, that's not all the card says. And a creature of each color. So I guess if you have two lands and a prismatic omen, one land, but you know, you need two to play it. So two lands and a prismatic omen and a fusion elemental and a coalition victory, then yes, you win the game. But if you play it and someone says in response, I kill your fusion elemental, you don't win the game. So I think Brian this, is law- lawyering it up with his uh desk thumping. It's a slippery slope, gentlemen. If, if someone says in response to your biorhythm I ins- I cast my instant speed dude, you don't lo- you don't win either. So that your argument's sort of mech there. Well but then well, for biorhythm well no, it's biorhythm that, that's a lot harder to do with biorhythm. With biorhythm your your only response will be in response to your biorhythm I kill your one dude and then the game ends in a draw and everyone's still pissed off. Because even if you play a guy at instant speed, if you're at one life, they're probably going to go, okay, and I swing at you with two guys and you're dead now. So, or if it's a red-green commander, I lightning bolt you. Or I hornet sting you to death. So, yeah. So Biorhythm, even if you have some sort of response, it may still not be enough. Coalition Victory, they either win right now or nothing. This yeah. is not if if somehow you stop the coalition victory, they don't there's no upside for the person that then had it that was trying to get something. They don't still get something out of it. Yeah, you're right. Um, so, that's why I think it could be taken off the list. Would we start to see a rise in the popularity of five color commanders possibly, but I think five color commanders are popular already, Progenitus, Reaper King, those sorts of things because because they give you a lot of options in Commander. So, but I don't... If you're going to try to win with Coalition uh, Victory, it's entirely possible that you're going to attempt to lock your opponents down in the first place just so you can go, oh, I win. That's possible, but there are other strategies where you try and do that, too. If you're going to try and win with um, Possessed Portal, which is not on here, which is a miserable... It's a card from Fifth Dawn... Uh, where at the beginning of each player's upkeep, I think, you know, each player has to either discard a card or sacrifice a permanent. Yeah. And you can, 
win. And players can't draw cards. And players can't draw cards. So you can do some sort of, you can win that way or with smokestack or something. And that, those are very prohibitive as well, but those aren't banned. So you can't say that because someone is going to try and win this way, they might take a restrictive prison approach. That's a reason to ban it entirely. If you said the only way to win this way was to make an unfair game state, then I think you'd have a better argument. I don't see the possessed portal argument at all. Possessed portal is just, a I think long... Brian just brought it up. I, I just, okay. I just brought it up. Something that's miserable, but isn't on this yeah. list. Yeah. Well, that's because they have, your opponents have so long to try to get out of it. Sure, they can't draw cards, but they've got what they've got on the board. And they can still untap. I don't know, I'm just... Possessed Portal doesn't say, oh, I win. Whereas Coalition Victory very clearly says, oh, I win. Well, true. But your argument was that if you if you want to try and win with Coalition Victory, you might want to go a route where it's not going to be fun for everyone else because you're going to try and lock them out. Well, you only need to do that for one turn, and then you cast the spell and you win. Like, that was my point. You only need to get everyone unable to respond for a second and then you're like oh look i just won <laughs> i don't know it's a combo deck with it's a combo win without a combo is what i'm trying to say it's, it's which is what mike said about biorhythm it's just hey look i won it's this one card and it, there's no there's very little work involved well what about mortal combat you have to that is a ton of work yeah what that is all kinds of the work I saw you build a Mortal Kombat deck, and it was oh, a lot I've of work. Tried, I've tried several. I think I got <laughs> one of them to win one time. But you can still try and build an Honest Coalition Victory deck as well. So just the fact that you can build an abusive deck with it, I don't think means that it has to be banned. Yeah. But I can see we're going to continue <laughs> When we were to- talking about balance, I'm pretty sure multiple Among Us said, just because you can play it honestly doesn't mean that's actually going to happen. <laughs> yeah, but again, if I, I can see we're gonna continue to agree to disagree about this. So, Dirk, what do you think? Uh, I mean, there's ways of abusing it. I mean, we, we've just had an argument about it. I'm just thinking right now with the pain lands that are, are in reprint, where, shock, shock lands. or shock lands, sorry, where the, the shock lands have just been reprinted again, that, you can easily search for land types that you want. So to to have the land requirement is easy. To get if you have a commander or a cheap way to get out a multi a, color, a creature with all the creature types on it, that's easy. And so all you have to do is just have some way of of getting coalition victory paid for. <coughs> I mean, in the traditional way, under normal circumstances, yes, it doesn't need to be banned. However, it, we're talking about Commander. And, and for, for this card, card specifically, um, you know, uh, among us, we do a lot of self-censoring to keep uh, things out of, the, out of our decks that would just suck all the fun out of a game. True. And Coalition Victory is a card that I stopped playing with because of how powerful it was. Did you ever win with it? Oh, yeah. I, I won at least Coalition Victory back in the dorm. I remember at least one time where you're like, Coalition Victory... There was one time where someone took it out from underneath me. I think it was you. Yep. <laughs> so, so maybe that's coloring my my um, perception because I'm like, oh, <laughs> I, I took care of that. That's fine. Yeah, Brian yeah. is the Coalition Victory <laughs> hero among us. So he's like, uh, no, it can be defeated. 
So follow me. But it looks like it's three versus one. So I'm, I'm still not going to completely go along with it. But I think we can go ahead and move on. Must be. Don't worry, everybody. If Coalition Victory gets printed again, Brian will save you. I'll be there. Just call my name. Put up the signal. Just call his name, and he'll be there. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I just got. Brian with a long white beard and a, and a big cane, and he's like, I must lead my people to freedom, and behind them, the coalition victory chasing them. <laughs> that was a good, that was a good time right there. I'm the only one that doesn't even have a beard in this group, so. Um, alright. Channel. I think some of these are gonna be very easy. Yeah. Channel. Yeah. Did you be able to turn your life total, especially when you've got 40, into mana? I'm gonna say, <laughs> no. Hey guys, what's going on in here? Oh, I just spent 39 mana. I win. <laughs> I'm gonna spend 2 green mana and 11 life to play a turn 1, um. Olamog. Olamog. Uh. Oh god. Uh, yeah. So no. A- anybody? No discussion. None. No. Good. Emrakul. Emrakul. I'm behind that. Yeah. Because Annihilator is so not fun in Commander, and Emrakul is a standout among those because he is so difficult to answer. You can't yeah. boomerang him without Jace. <laughs> you can't I can him, and you can't target him with colored spells. I would, uh, I would actually add Ulamog the Infinite Geyer to this list simply because it is indestructible because it has the Vindicate when it comes in. Um, I think the, and then the High Annihilator is his six or five. It's, it's, it's up there. Um, it has four, I think. It has four still. Well, he Vindicates on the way in, so, you know, I would actually add him to the list. Other people may not have as big a problem with him, but, it has the same sort of when it hits the board, everything else stops. And, you know, you can have that with one or two cards that's allowed, but especially when it's colorless, so it has the chance of showing up in any deck that can ramp to it, uh, I would actually add it. But I, I certainly wouldn't mind keeping Emrakul on the list, to be sure. Yeah. So yeah. the things that are a pain in the ass in Commander are extra turns mm. uh, and losing all of your stuff. Yep. And stuff you can't answer. Yeah. Yep. And now, how many of those things apply to Emrakul? Two. All of them. <laughs> All two of them. and half. Two and, two and three quarters. And he doesn't even go to the graveyard. And he's so big. Like, this, all of this is bad. <laughs> yeah. So. I think if it, if he lost, like, one of these abilities, he'd probably be okay. <laughs> but yeah, he maybe. does. All the abilities all the time, so. Yeah. Yeah. And he's nowhere near as sexy as a chroma. No. Uh, Dirk, any comments? No. You'll get no arguments from <laughs> Any, anybody feel the way I do about Ulamog, or are you not as concerned? Um. Easier to uh, answer. I don't know. His Annihilator <laughs> 4 is a lot less oppressive. And there's I mean, it's, it's, it's still, it's still awful. It's still when, awful. When it happens to you. But, but 6 is so much worse. But it's not yeah. completely insurmountable yet. And I, the I fact that you can bounce him or, you know, target him, like, it, you can Swords to Plowshares, you can hit him with the Swords to Plowshares. So you can exile him or you can bounce him. But you yeah. can't kill him, you can't kill him with direct damage, you can't kill him with combat damage, and you can't kill him with destroy effects. 
That's still yeah, pretty... and, he, and he doesn't have haste. He does not have haste. Whereas Imrakul effectively has haste thanks to the time walk. Yeah. So oh, I never actually thought of him that way. That's awful. Yeah. So, yay, Eldrazi. Yeah, the uh, Imrakul is unfair powerful, whereas the other one is he he will help you accelerate the game. Yeah, he he seems he's overpowered, but not oppressively so. I think, right? Is that what you're trying to say? Right. Yeah. Imrakul is oppressively powerful. Imrakul will like make it, the other one will will be <laughs> at the game, but it, like we've said, there are ways of taking care of him. There are, but they're very specific. And anything that is difficult to answer that has annihilator immediately raises my eyebrows. Like it'd be one thing if it was if it was just. Well, there there has if been he, this big influx of the of exiling spells, though, and that that's and again, this is commander. Although, and in I mean, commander, Emrakul can be hit by like a wrath, but uh, not until you know you're already dead because he's he's going to take the extra turn. Uh-huh. Well, and he has protection from colored spells. Yeah, but uh, wrath doesn't target. So yeah, no. It, but I mean the but the thing is is that. You, you, there's very, you were talking about that, you, you can't on. hit him with like a, uh, uh, a blink, or not a blink, what is it? Like, Boomerang. the, the hybrid black-white for three. Uh, uh, unmake? Unmake. You can't hit him with something like that where you can hit Ulamog with That's him. true. And there are, there are plenty of bounce and, and all kinds of stuff that you can hit, uh, Ulamog with. You cannot do that with Emrakul. Sure. Emrakul is thus, he solidly stays on it. Yeah. Ulamog, Ulamog speeds up the game. You know, it, everyone with having a, high, a higher life total. I, I still think that Ulamog can stay in because of that. Now that the legend rule has changed, somewhere, at some point, there's going to be a four player game where each player controls an Ulamog and they just take turns <laughs> hitting each other. <laughs> you, you play chicken to see which one of you is gonna is, is gonna, gonna sacrifice like, to annihilator first. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. That's what it's gonna be. So, all right, let's keep moving. Yeah. We, said, we, we said we weren't gonna take terribly long with this. Fast bond. Uh, yeah, we this can stay. Yeah, so, fast bond. Is okay, this is one of those that people might not know. So, for a single green, it's an enchantment. You may put as many lands into play as you want each turn. I'm reading the card text. And Fast Bond does one damage to you for every land beyond the first that you play in a single turn. So your first one's free, and then everything else pings you. Oh no, one and, life. Oh. Yeah, exactly. In green? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to play five lands on my first turn. I'm going to take four measly damage to do it, and they're all going to come in untapped. Well, assuming they normally come in untapped. <laughs> and then I have five mana. Even if you just say go, your opponent's going to be like, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> I don't I don't see any reason to take this off. Because you know what nope. that means? That means next turn he's going to play one more and he can cast a titan. Mother of 12 bastards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, gifts Ungiven. I really like Gifts Ungiven. And it does bug me a little bit that this is on the list, but... Um, intuition is not on the list when they're very close to each other. They are. Granted, very... Gifts Ungiven gives you two cards instead of just one, but still. I find it interesting that Gifts Ungiven is on this list when it gives you 
two cards. And granted, you know, there's some four cards that you'll get where they're they're even better in the graveyard. Um, I mean, oh, there there are lots but, of combinations like that. I mean, this yeah. is the reason why it was this was a deck and standard for as long but, as it was legal. But I do find it kind of funny that Gibson Given is on the list when one of the reasons it's here is because it's tutoring in a in a hundred colored format where you're setting yourself up, and demonic tutor for one in a black mm-hmm. is not. Yeah, because, it's because it gives you multiple cards. I mean, there are some combinations of gifts ungiven where you're actually tutoring for four cards. It doesn't matter what your opponent points And because they go to the graveyard, you're actually tutoring for four cards anyway. Yeah. In, so, in this format, you might as well be. Yeah. Yeah, so, so, so that difference. That's, like, that's a good point. But and the yet, fact that intuition is still okay bugs me. Okay, I can't remember exactly what intuition does. Intuition says, uh, look in your deck, get three cards, and your opponent chooses one and you get to keep that one the other card and in other formats 60 card formats you can actually get three with the same name if you want just to make sure you get that one uh right yeah mm-hmm. but in this obviously in highlander you can only get maybe that's the difference is because in highlander you can't guarantee what you're getting although you still have the same if you set but it that's up that's like, given always works <laughs> I, so i don't know yeah, I don't know. As far as gifts and given, it is dangerous enough. It lends itself so easily to abuse. Yeah, if it 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 is it is too powerful in general. But if we started getting into a situation where we started to ask each other, "Hey, man, is it okay if I play this?" This is one of the cards that I would ask about. Possibly. Yeah, I don't. I see no reason for gifts on given be on here without intuition. Like it should be both or neither. Like I make this. Uh, yeah, that, they're okay. so they're so similar. Yeah. This, well, in this format anyway, you're tutoring for either three or four cards. Like, <laughs> oh well. Okay. So that one's one where we could maybe see it come off, but we're all right with it being on for right now. But really, the bigger question is why not intuition? Is that about right? I wonder. Yeah, I think why not intuition is actually the bigger question. So, so maybe it, maybe if we were doing this, maybe add intuition. Maybe. I honestly don't see why it's not here already. That's weird. Yeah. Um, okay. Caracas. This stays. Is, stays. It's not that it's really <laughs> broken. It's that the whole format is based around legendary creatures. And maybe you never play yours, but it's too easy to have a land. A land that you literally tap to say, bounce a legendary creature. Yeah. Put your general back in your hand. Have you lost your mind? Yeah, yeah. Just, that's the one thing I kept thinking about was, okay, you have a general <coughs> that you can say, okay, I'll block, and then you'll bounce this back to your hand, and you'll never, ever have to pay the two extra mana to cast it. Oh, that's true. Zone. It's good. Because yeah. you'll yeah. never go to the command zone. See, Dirk's thinking about it in a way that we were. We were, I, I, at least cool. I was thinking of it as you keep your opponent down, where... You know, they've got like Borborygmos enraged or something and they play Borborygmos and you just say, bounce it back to your hand. Now you have to pay eight mana to play it again. And Dark's thinking of it as, you're never gonna kill my commander ever. So, and that's the thing about Caracas is, it lets either one, it lets, e- lets either of those approaches work. So. Well the thing is, is that if you have some way like an Oblivion Ring, 
because of the second part, enchantments on target legend are destroyed. Well, you uh, make Oblivion Ring go away. Uh, oh, wait a minute. There, wait a minute. Uh, well, if, uh, if, if it was something more like a pacifism or something. something oh, yeah, it's actually yeah. not, not an O-ring. Yeah, because yeah. technically O-ring removes it from exactly. exile, right? Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. But if they tried to O-ring it, you could bounce it back to your hand. So, again, that's what we're saying is you can use it offensively and you can use it defensively. And either way, for no mana requirement and as a land... That seems way too good. Yeah. Anybody have another argument about that? Or nah, nah. Okay. Oh, look, it's Library of Alexandria. That's completely fair. <laughs> hey, Mike. <laughs> hey. Do you have any library? Do you guys have any libraries for trade? <laughs> I don't have any for trade. Man, I really need that Library of Lang. Why does nobody get? Why does nobody have that? Okay. <sighs> Yay, in jokes. Um, I still, I don't know if this really needs to be banned. It can draw a lot of cards. A lot of cards. Yeah, that's true. And in a multiplayer game where even the first person that goes gets to draw a card, could it's not that hard to go turn one. I realize it's one card out of 100. I get it. But turn one, Library of Alexandria, tap, draw a card. Yeah, I mean, my my only experience playing with Library of Alexandria is in the old Microprose computer game. But every time I activate it, I'm like, this is just ridiculous. <laughs> you are going to lose so hard, and they do. Once again, it's, it's not even just the fact that it's a good effect. Because, I mean, you can have Magus of the Library, and that's, I think, more fair. It's that it's on a land. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with it staying banned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Limited resources. Band. <sighs> yeah. Band. Marshall's so not even hot. on the uh, the network anymore, so... Wait, what? That's a card? Sorry, I'm sorry. You're so funny. I'm not at all, actually. I'm if, tired. You, if you need to know what limited resources is, I guess you can go look it up. Picture a human face. Now picture a boot stamping on a human face (laughs) forever. (laughs) Yeah, picture a human face slapping itself into a boot forever. (laughs) Yeah, limited resources is... You guys remember that multiplayer game where, um... Oh, yes, I do. Keith played it. Yeah. Like, he he had a a vintage land destruction deck. Yeah. And all he had to do to make it a multiplayer deck was swap in... A, lim- a couple of limited resources. And he would play yeah. limited resources, and then he would start killing people's lands until yeah. there weren't five lands on the board, and he would play the fifth land, and then he would ten, say... Tenth, tenth land. I'm sorry, the, he would play the, the... So he would blow up a land, and he'd play a land. So now, let's say he's got five of the ten lands. So now the next person couldn't play one. And then he'd get back to his turn, and he'd blow up a land and play one. And eventually he would have all ten lands on the board. <laughs> and no one else would have any. Yeah, no, no, I remember this. And it was, was well, I was uh, explaining to the listeners, and it was yeah. it was miserable. And this was in like a sixty card multiplayer game. So in something as ridiculous <coughs> as uh, Commander, but oh. Oh. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's the worst. So and, and basically, without any other land destruction, you're telling everybody, even when you play it on, let's say you play it on turn three, nobody is going to play a land ever again. How awesome is that? That's not awesome. This is the best game ever. You know what's better than that? Metal Worker. I had to remind myself what it does, and the minute I read it, I was like, okay. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have to untap, but that's, <laughs> that's the only limitation. Okay, here's, 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 here's a metal worker example. This, this is a 60 card example, but I was playing a game with my brother and, um, and he was playing his, uh, towers deck that uses the metal worker to make a bunch of mana. So, what was it? Okay. So he, he had just played a metal worker. And then on my next turn, I enchanted my cephalid constable with a Zephyr's embrace. So I hit him for three damage and got to bounce three things. No, he hadn't played the metal worker yet. Anyway, I started off really early with this pumped up cephalid constable that couldn't be targeted. But Thomas was able to play a metal worker and he turned that game around and won off of the back of that metal worker. Yeah. If it was one colorless mana for each artifact card revealed that way, I think it would still be good. Well, yeah, but it wouldn't be but, stupid. But two. Yeah, I'm okay with this being banned. Anybody want to argue otherwise? No. <laughs> like, I'm just thinking of Darksteel and, and Mirrodin Block and just how stupid that was that you could just drop, you know, creature, you could draw, empty your hand on your first turn and have something like this where it's like, oh yeah, and I'm going to play a bunch of these guys, like the, we had just mentioned the Eldrazi. Yeah. Exactly. With this, you can drop an Eldrazi. Like it ain't nothing. Yeah, I mean, you wait, to, if you can get this out, just ideally, Black Lotus, Metal Worker, You've got a handful of these guys in Eldrazi. You can drop an Eldrazi on turn two. Yep. And tell me that's not fair. Or since since Black Lotus is is banned, turn one Soul Ring untap turn two Metal Worker. Ah. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, let's keep going. Sundering Titan. You know how we don't like blowing Land. up too many lands. This I would play with this. And it's freaking terrible because it's whenever it comes in and whenever it leaves the battlefield. That's a lot. That is yeah. a lot. If it was one of those things, well, maybe not so bad. Still probably but bad, but whatever. But both of them is pretty bad. I would literally like play this and I would intentionally not uh, – I, I would choose land such that I was actually hitting less than I could possibly – because I felt so bad about it. And I'm like, and, you know, Dirk's only got one forest, so I'll blow up one of Mike's forests or something like that. Or blow up something um, in such in such a way that I can't target all the ones I could normally target because it's so oppressive. So, so Sundering Titan has the problem of too few lands. Primeval Titan has the problem of too many lands. <laughs> and I've heard people complain that Primeval Titan was on the list, um, especially after reading the, the Command Rules Committee's rationale for putting it on here. <laughs> they, they were saying that too many games just got into, okay, who could be the first person to play the Titan or steal the Titan or make copies of the Titan or this to the Titan or that to the Titan, whatever. I mean, and I actually remembered a game where... When Titan was still legal, I played my Titan, and then people started stealing him and copying, copying him, and doing all other kinds of different things. And that's what the entire game became about. Yeah, for those for those next several turns. I mean, 
land search is so valuable in this format. It's one of the reasons why green green is is so good. You remember that game we played? You don't for oh, well, actually it was a live episode I think where Mike got out the veteran explorer and um, we started oh, yeah. getting and, and the commander decks. And the, and the commander decks kept making copies of it, and then I would steal some copies with Zedru or something, and then somebody else would steal some copies, and then you'd get them back from the graveyard with all these, you know, there would be something like each player returns a card from their graveyard to their Wait, hand. Is this the Veteran Explorer? Yes. Okay. And I, for a second, I realized that, yeah, and that's, it's almost like a mini primeval titan, but the whole game was like, how many copies can we get of this? And that was kind of like in a fun way, but it was still, it kind of warped the whole way the game played. And that was just getting basic lands. Now you start getting out things like Ulamog, uh, and, uh, <laughs> the other Ulamog. No, not Ulamog, uh, Urborg, and the other Urborg, and, uh, and Wolfrun, and others that are far more abusive, like, uh, Academy, Academy Ruins, and things like that, and it starts to get, ooh. So I, I realize why people, I think people have more of an attachment to it because it's a newer card. A lot of these cards are cards that you may not, have never played with. So it being gone, or never heard of. So it being gone, you're like, eh, you know, I never played with that anyway. Primeval Titan, a lot of people have played with Primeval Titan in the last couple of years. It's only been around for a couple of years. But I'm okay with it being gone. Anybody yeah, I don't else? like it being gone, but I have to agree. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of bummed because I just, I finally got one and put it in a commander deck. And I think later that week, they were like, by the way. Hey, Chewie, screw you. It was, yeah, they did it just to me too, the bastards. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I, I understand why they did it. And listening to other people in the community that, you know, who have actual opinions that aren't just like, rah, 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 yeah, they, they convinced me that it was, it was fine and probably good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Of course, other people also said, that's dumb, but whatever. <clears throat> all right. Next up, we got five of the moxes. We don't have all the moxes. We have sapphire, ruby, pearl, emerald, and jet. These are the, the five yeah, the the power moxes. The, yeah, the power ones. This does not include chrome mox or mox diamond. Um, let's as far as these, everybody okay with them being on here? Actually, yes. I, I, I don't go think either so. way. Yeah, I don't think that they're. Oppressive enough in this format. In a format where you can play Chrome, uh, not Chrome, uh, Soul Ring, you pay one, you get two mana. This, you pay no mana, but you get a mana. You're still up one. It's just like being able to, yeah, but that, that, uh, Soul Ring makes two forever, whereas this will only make one forever. It's, it's like getting a free land, you know, eh. if you're gonna play them all, then you have to be playing a five color general, and you you have to have access to you know, have some way to get them. I don't know. It just eh. okay. they they don't seem ridiculous enough to be banned. Okay, so all I'm gonna I'm gonna point out two things. Okay, number go. one, Nicobolus. What about him? His deck on Planeswalk on uh, duels was incredibly difficult because he could drop these things. That's because he has like four, four of each. And he would just get, he would just get way out of hand in terms of that. Now, in a previous discussion, we were talking and complaining about coalition victory. In this, yeah. 
you can if you had access to all five of these, you've got Wooberg. Hypothetically, if you had this in your opening hand, you've got Wooberg in your opening hand. You can play Wooberg on turn one. Well, but that doesn't help Coalition Victory because you don't have enough land types. Well, I know, but you have access to Wooberg, which means if you all you have to do is get creatures or, or meet the other requirements, and you've got it. The this puts an unfair uh, mana advantage. We were just talking about uh, 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 fast ba- fast bond. <coughs> I don't see this yeah. being too, very different from fastball. He does have a good point. He does have well, a good point. When, okay, the, the, no, the, the, well, it, 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 it is a good point. But the difference between moxes and fast bond is that you don't have between 30 and 40 moxes in your deck. It's impossible. You know, with fast bond, you know, that, that's how many lands you have. So yeah, you're going to have access to fast mana pretty much no matter, no matter what. But the, the the one of restriction and the restrictions from the colors of your commander make make it a big difference when you're talking about something when you're talking about the difference between fast pawn and the moxes. Yeah. Um, well, I do think that Dark does have a point, especially with usually uh, I think Mike's got a point too about the fact that every land you have with fast bond does come down it comes down for free. Lands come down for free anyway, but they might as well be moxes because you can play as many. But that really only has the greatest impact for the first couple you play because those can be the ones that you draw early and you accelerate early. Accelerating into the mid game and into the late game is something most green decks can do in some form or fashion. Um, so you're looking at it in the um, um, in the early turns, if you have two moxes and a land in your hand, or you have a land, or you have three lands and a fast bond, you're kind of in the same position either way. Un- until you're drawing multiple cards a turn and playing multiple lands in a turn. I do think there's a, l- there's some serious, uh, potential for abuse here. So I would say, I would say leave them on unless I really thought that it was okay to bring them off. Yeah, for me it's like, and I know the ability to make colored mana does also make a difference, but it's just it, it is just one one mana colored mana. I mean, uh, Soul Ring is still legal in the format, and I know people complain about that. There are lots of people who have a problem with that. Mana Crypt is legal in the format. I know people have a problem with that, but it's 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 still here. I don't know. I think the Mox could go either way. I'm not going to campaign for their removal because I don't because I don't I'm not really. Uh, <laughs> in, in, invested in the result, but yeah, uh-huh. go, could go either way. I think what Mike said earlier the the format itself limits their power, and I think that makes them, I think that makes them okay. Like as he said, it could go either way, but I I think they would be fine to come off. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. the, the thing is, you can only have one copy of it in a commander deck to begin with. Yeah. And when you were talking about the Nicol Bolas deck from Duels, you have to keep in mind that he had like, I don't know, yeah, four of each. He had four of each. And it's jerk. like, turn one, I'm doing all this stuff, and then I'm gonna, you know, I, I can't even, I, I think I blocked that experience out of my head because it's so miserable to play against. Yeah, there was one game where that jackass dropped, uh, four moxes and a damn, uh, a land on me on turn one. 
And I don't remember what happened after that because I was dead in like two turns. Yeah, there were there were many games against that nickel bolas where I spent the first turn just sitting back in my comfy chair while it was still definitely not my turn while I kept seeing the timer stop while he thought and he played a mox and the timer stopped and he thought and he played a mox and I sat back in my comfy chair and cursed and cursed and cursed until it was finally my turn and then I was just gonna friggin' lose, so <laughs> Play Mountain Go. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God it's my turn so that I can concede and start a new game. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Sh- can we keep moving then? Yeah, think- let's keep moving. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Painter Servant. Uh, this should definitely be here. Yeah. Yeah. It turns even the bad color hosing cards into screw everybody at the table forever. Yeah. Suck. yeah. So, just, so Painter yeah. Servant, just in case you don't know, because this is a little obscure. For two colorless men, it's a 1-3 dude, and when it comes into play, choose a color. Everything is that color. Cards that aren't on the battlefield, spells, and permanents are that color in addition to all their other colors. So it's like the old whitewash card, but for whatever color you want. And, and to everybody, not just you. And to everybody, not just you. And yeah. you, know, you play a chill, and suddenly this is the worst game ever. You play a gloom, and suddenly this is the worst game ever. You know. Yeah, there, there's, there are very few. There are some fun things you can do with this, but there are so many unfun things that you can do with this. It's just, ooh. And then you know you have instant combos like with grindstone and yeah. So I think we'll just. And it only costs two to play. Yeah, and it's we'll blitz a dude and an artifact. It's easy to kill. It yeah, well by then you're dead. So shut up. Yeah. <laughs> it's easy to kill if you can actually cast the kill spell. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which you may not be able to do. So, yeah, let's just leave that one on so there. So that one's fine. Panoptic Mirror. I've played the heck out of some Panoptic Mirrors, but when, usually when I do that, it's something weird. Like, hey, let's yeah. warp world every... Well, that doesn't work. But, you know, let, let's do something <laughs> weird and wacky and crazy every turn. <laughs> Panoptic Mirror with a time warp on it says, no one else is going to take a turn ever again. Yeah, like when I played Panoptic Mirror, I put like Sizzle or Siphon Soul on it because I'm an idiot and I'm trying to have some fun here. But yeah. like a time walk or even a time stretch. Oh god. Any any extra turn, uh sorcery or instant, I'm pretty sure they're all sorceries, is in it just turns off the whole game for everybody. Or yeah. or you have to blow it up. So if you don't want to cause an entire class of cards to be banned. So you just ban this one and say, well, right. there's lots of fun stuff you can do with it. Sorry, clear it with your prelate group first. And that's fine, you know. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of time warp, time stretch effects in Commander anyway, because that just gets to be a little, eh. But, you know, as as long as you're not yeah. locking everyone else out, I'm I'm more okay with it. Yeah. I, use, I usually just use them to get more attack steps. Yeah. Or more draw steps. Or more draw steps that also let you attack. Hey. Hey. So that's, that's uh, a good card. So. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, uh. and Hulk is another one where it's like Johnny's everywhere. Yes, this is so great. And it sets up so many situations that are just miserable for everybody else. Uh, for seven, it's a six six beast. When it is put into a graveyard from play, Search your library for any number of creature cards with total converted mana cost six or less and put them on in, onto the battlefield. Then shuffle your library. 
you, if you've been playing for a while, you could possibly remember a legacy deck called Hulk <laughs> Flash. And the oh, whole the point Hulk was, the whole point was to play the card Flash for one and a blue and to play a protein Hulk and immediately sacrifice it, which is what Flash even did. You didn't even need a sacrifice outlet and then get some number of creature cards that would let you instantly win the game. Or win the game next turn. Yeah, there's some yeah. sort of, there were two there, distinct, uh, combos. Yeah, there, there was one that used, uh, there was one that used a Karmic Guide loop, Karmic and there was guide. one that used, um, a Disciple of the Vault kill. Yeah. So, and, and I'm sure there's more now, now that they printed, that's the thing, they printed more cards, there's probably more combos. And it doesn't say, you know, Seven cards, or five cards, or two cards, any number of cards with that can run mana cost. Token run mana cost six or less. <laughs> you don't understand what that can do. Yeah, right after, right after this card was previewed, um, I remember Gabe telling me, it's like, whoa, so you can get some creatures and then, like a bunch of ornithopters. And, like, what he actually said, like the, the, the gravity of what he said didn't click with me until several days later. I'm like, oh gosh. <laughs> and you might not think it's that bad getting a bunch of ornithopters. Or in Commander, an ornithopter and a Memnite, but... And a Phyrexian Walker. But think of it this way. You can get, you can get any number of combos that just require two or three creatures. You can get a Painter's Serpent and... Whew, uh, something <laughs> really bad. <laughs> uh, a Painter's Servant and a, uh, who was the planeswalker that wasn't really a planeswalker? The red burn chick that's got oh, all oh. the... Jaya Ballard. Yeah. Jaya Ballard. I'm going to name red. Blue. Blue. Sorry, I'm going to name blue. You know what I meant. And that's just one thing. Wait, did so, she cost four? She cost three. She cost three. Holy, what the hell. And then you just get a one drop just because. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Next. Yeah. <laughs> that was the, easy. Yeah. Uh, recurring nightmare. Banned because it's just creepy. Well, it is creepy. <laughs> but it's also kind of abusive. And the fact that you don't sacrifice the recurring nightmare, which of course is the whole recurring part of it, you sacrifice another creature to get another creature directly from the graveyard to the battlefield. Zombify is fine at four. You can even play, you know, some of those effects at two mana, but it's the fact that you can do this over and over and over again. Yeah, isn't there or, some sort of like uh, infinite loop with something? I'm with sure. Priest of Gicks and that uh, there's and something else that does something. that. And something. I'm, I'm sure that there's more than one. That's the thing. But, so I mean, this this guy is part. You can just infinite storm. Just with a recurring nightmare and a couple of dudes, and eh, it just seems, and that's just that's just one thing, you know. A recurring nightmare is one of those things where, like, I use it in my in my uh, my graveyard deck to do fun stuff, but that's me. <laughs> Commander players that you know they need to do this for, they don't do fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anybody have a problem with this remaining band? Nah. Nope. Not really. Like, okay. if we were to ask for something, like, like Mike was saying earlier, this would be one I would, hey, you guys mind if I play with Recurring Nightmare? I promise it's not stupid. You know. And we'd, we'd probably, probably say, like, yeah. Yeah. And then if you tried to do something stupid with it, we'd go, darn you, Chewy. You'd smack <laughs> me with a ruler and say no from now on, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so if, 
So if Chewie plays with that one, I have played with Sway of the Stars, and I tried so hard in when we're mostly playing 60-card decks to make this card work. And it took a lot of work to make it work. But if you get into Commander, especially anything with Joria of the Gitu, um, that sort of thing, it can... What? Ryan? Oh, there you are. What? Uh, well, it sounded like Mike made a sound. So Mike said, I said, Buh. Oh. Gitu. <laughs> yeah. So, this is, this is too much. It literally restarts the game, but everybody's life total is seven. Which means anybody that hasn't taken any damage or gained any life just lost 33 life. Yes. Um, it's, it's, I thought it was fun and wacky and crazy, but it, in more of a, wow, I keep pulling this from booster packs. How can I make this crazy card work sort of way? Not in a, hey, let's break the whole game in half sort of way. And once you figure out how to make Sway of the Stars work, that's exactly what it does. Ooh, you remember, you remember when I did that? I put no. it on a Spellweaver Helix with Spiraling Embers. Yes. You put Sway of the Stars and Spiraling Embers on the Spellweaver Helix, and then you cast a Spiraling Embers, and Sway of the Stars will trigger, or the, the Helix will trigger, Sway of the Stars will cast and resolve, and then Spiraling Embers uh, resolves, so they lose. Because Spiraling Embers deals damage to target player equals the number of cards <laughs> in their hand, and now they have seven cards in hand and seven life. Yeah. And that's just, that's kind of funny, but even right there, that's an example of what this can do. But that even requires you to have two other specific cards. Oh yeah, well three, cause you gotta have that second, you can't even do that in this format, cause you gotta have yeah. the second copy. But, wow, Spellweaver Helix is completely dead in Commander, isn't it? Yep. Oh, that's sad. No, no, Spellweaver Helix says whenever anybody casts the spell. Does it, does it really? I will check that. Keep moving. Um, anybody really thinks Sway of the Stars should be allowed? No. no. And while we're here, we should talk about the World Fire too, because it's the same thing. Yeah, it's yeah. the same card. Except isn't it, what, one? One. Yeah. It and is it, whenever and... a player casts a card. How about that? Huh. Where can you exile the, where can you imprint the cards from? Anywhere or just your graveyard? It is a single graveyard. A single grit. Wow. Huh. Yeah. As long as it's a commonly used card, you know, everybody's got pet cards, but if you pick something like uh, cultivate or Kadama's Reach, you know, you might get a couple hits off of that. Like back in the day, I put a, I know I put a Siphon Soul on one once and got a couple of free sizzles. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. So, so World Fire. Yeah, World Fire is the same thing, but actually, it, it's a little same different thing, but because to the left. yeah, the left. Sway of the Stars restarts the game at seven, but everybody draws seven cards. World Fire just. Puts every, takes away everything. You exile all permanents. You exile cards from all hands and graveyards. You don't draw seven, and then each player's life total becomes one. So it's literally like after, for some reason, it's, it's the scene. Okay, I'm trying really hard with this, but I think I got it. It's the scene in the action movie where the plane, the plane has exploded, and the two mortal enemies are looking at each other, and a gun drops down in the middle, and they know that the first guy to get the gun is going to shoot the other guy. And that's kind of what this is like. The first person to deal a damage to anybody else wins. So, and there are way too many ways <laughs> to blink something until end of turn. Yeah, or world to, fire isn't really. Or to set something up with Jorah. Or oh, to freaking Jorah. You could even that delay bitch. your own world fire or something like that. So there, there's too many ways to set it up. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Next. Time Vault. I don't even know how Time Vault works anymore. I don't think anybody knows how it works anymore. 
<laughs> ever is. since ever since they finally um undid all the errata that was never printed on a card and and ended up with a version that isn't that wasn't completely locked down to only being usable the way it was intended. Now it's just too easy to make turns forever with it. Yeah, because you can literally tap it to gain an extra turn, and then you can use something like a Clock of Omens to untap it. And for two colorless mana to play this thing, you could have infinite turns. And even if you never do anything crazy silly like that, for two colorless mana... You can get a free turn. Yeah. Uh, that's silly and stupid and crazy. All rolled into one. So, does, so, does it still work that way? Does it still work what way? <coughs> yeah, it works that way. Oh, good. I, mean, I remember there for a while they had something like a, 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 a skipped turn counter or something stupid on it. Yes, but yeah, but, but it doesn't have that anymore. And that yeah. was part of what was, what happened Here's, when they rolled back all the errata that had that was in no way related to what was actually printed on the card. Oh. It did away with power level errata, basically. Yeah. Here's here's what the card text says in Oracle. Time Vault enters the battlefield tapped. Oh, it does? I'm. That's the last line. Haha. Okay. Yeah, that's the last sentence on the printed version. <laughs> okay. Time Vault enters the battlefield tapped. Time Vault doesn't untap during your untap step. If you would begin your turn while Time Vault is tapped, you may skip that turn instead. If you do, untap Time Vault. Tap. Take an extra turn after this one. So, oh, yeah. dude, so you know what you do with Time Vault? You, you tap it to take an extra turn, and at the beginning of your turn, you go, whoops, and you skip it to untap your Time Vault. Yep. And you waste everyone's time. Yeah, yeah, so you waste two mana and everyone's time. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, best card ever. But it's it's repeatable uh, turn-taking, and that sucks. Yeah. It, it's, it's the same reason Panoptic Mirror is banned. Yeah, and Panoptic Mirror, you at least even need another card that makes extra turns. This, all you need is something to untap it. There's lots if of things. If you're playing a single copy of Twiddle, you can take two turns. <laughs> Ain't this about a bitch. So, while we're on the subject of time, time walk. For one and a blue, get an extra turn. Yeah. Too, too good? Yeah, too, too good. good. Like, what is the what is the fair one cost? Five? Five. Yeah. Time warp costs five, and two specific blue. And even that can be silly. So, yeah. And that's the fair one. The hell. Uh, Speaking of fair... Oh, God. Tinker. I hate this card. No, never, no. (laughs) Not even not a damn no. And... Hell uh, no. What? Tinker Tinker was the other card that let my brother turn around that game that I was talking about earlier with Metal I just... I just want to know. I play with these cards. <laughs> if, I just want to have a serious discussion here for a second. If we're going to have Tinker, where the hell are Taylor, Soldier, and Spy? I just want to know. <laughs> if we can have intuition but not given, you know. Theros. <laughs> oh, okay. But seriously, Tinker, get a, for three mana, get an artifact and put it onto the battlefield with a minimal cost. Yeah, a oh, second artifact. Second artifact that costs you one, maybe two to play, or nothing. Go get, uh. Draco. Darksteel, Darksteel, uh, Forge, or, you know. This is the damn thing that, oh, the, the Colossus was the big one back in the day. Yeah. Lightsteel Colossus. Lightsteel, there. Why is he not on here? What the? I guess because they got rid of all the <laughs> Because Tinker is. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, Tinker was one of those cards where, um, 
Rosewater didn't have as much, ex- didn't have all the experience that he did now, and he tried to fix an old card. Yeah, he was like, he, you know, I really never liked how Transmute Artifact made you pay the difference, and yeah. then he found out why Transmute Artifact made you pay the difference. Yep, I, I read that article where he said that, and he's like, yeah, lesson learned. Yeah, sadly, well, the rest of us have to pay. <laughs> so, Tinker banned. Yeah. Uh, so mixing artifacts with blue mana is a bad is, idea. Especially an Urza block is not a good idea. So what's the next card? Talarian uh-huh. Talarian Academy. Brutal beating in the face and ass. It's a land <laughs> that gives you blue mana for every artifact you control. It's from Urza's block. Uh, in the face and ass. <laughs> just I like nothing. Turn of phrase like that. <laughs> Guy, There's nothing Guy, right about this at all. Gaia's Cradle is really good, really, really good, and you still have to actually, you know, pay for most of those creatures, unless you're, you know, Ornithopters and Mennonites, uh, <laughs> Brexian Walkers. Uh, but these artifacts, I don't know if you know, but some of them are free. And some of them, free. and some of them make more mana on their own, like Soul Ring. <laughs> so, yeah, I want to play turn one island, soul ring, turn two, Talarian Academy, and then any number of other things. And that's like, that's not nearly as bad as you could do. Yeah, and that's so, tame. That's tame. <laughs> so, you want to talk about dropping some Eldrazi? That'll help you do it. Uh, upheaval. Is upheaval here, one, because it's upheaval, but mostly because of Joyra? It seems like lots of these cards are here because Joyra is a thing. <laughs> That yeah, maybe, but but also but also upheaval is here because it's upheaval. Because I mean, it's it only it only costs six, so you don't have to cheat on it at all. You are kidding me! What? It only costs upheaval six. Upheaval only ever costs six. That's all it's ever cost. That isn't right. That colorless mana symbol should be like twelve. Uh, upheaval plus psychotog is nine. Trust me, those numbers are burned into my skull. It's <laughs> ten if you leave open the mana for a uh, circular yeah. logic. Yeah. Uh, so. I think it's the fact that you return all lands to their owner's hands. Now, isn't Sunder the same thing for five? No, up, well, Sunder, no, 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 that's not what upheaval does. Read upheaval. Return all permanents to their owner's hands. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Sunder just does lands. That's what, so, I'm thinking one of the most restrictive things you can do is return lands because you can only play one a turn. So that's one of the reasons why upheaval is here. Oh, I don't understand your question. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Sunder is not here, and it is cheaper, but it only does lands. So obviously upheaval is a little more important because it does everything. Um, First question, does anybody think upheaval should be off the list? No. No. And second question, does anyone think Sunder should be on the list? Uh, no. I don't know, like, returning lands is bad, but it's just like it's just like Armageddon, really. Yeah, the thing is, you know, de- destroying all the lands, okay, you're a jerk, but whatever, at least you still have your other stuff. But destroying everything, you know, that's the classic story of AJ's Wrath, Armageddon, okay, I'm going to bed, peace. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Now, if we make a case for upheaval being on the ban list, what about obliterate, which can't even be countered? I don't remember what obliterate does. Well, if even if you uh, obliterate exiles all permanent, really? Um, doesn't it? 
Let's see. Destroy all artifacts, creatures, and lands. They can't be regenerated, and it oh, can't sorry. be countered, and it costs I'm eight. I'm thinking of something else. So it costs still, two, costs two uh, more. But you can't you can't float mana through obliterate and replay all this all of your stuff that you just removed. Ah, that's a that's, that's a the very that's a very good It's just like Brian was saying. <laughs> up, up nine mana. Plus yeah. psych plus psychotog equals nine, which is which is a very important thing to know. <laughs> so yeah. So you have the extra mana, you bounce everything and then replay yours. Nobody else gets to float the mana unless they have stuff with flash. Yeah, this so. is another problem with Sway of the Stars. <laughs> And it's so. and it was something that uh, I can't remember. Yeah, I think Clark Clan Ironworks tried to use it for a while because Clark Clan Ironworks could float mana through a sway of the stars. Okay, so I'm all right with upheaval. I just wanted to discuss this a little bit, but I I can see that. Um, Yogmoss bargain. Oh, what it's, the hell? <laughs> it's possibly better when when once you've paid the six mana. It's better than a Necropotence. Oh, yeah. Once it's on the battlefield, it's way better than a Necropotence. And it costs this is, six. This is another one of the cards where Mark Rosewater tried to fix an old card, and he didn't quite have the experience that he does today. Oh, it's fine. We'll just make it but cost twice as much. No one will I always it. hated how Necropotence made you have to wait to get the card. <laughs> and it costs six, and we just got talking about a card that costs six. So, <laughs> I, yeah, pay a life, draw a card. It's bad enough. Inconstructed. It, wasn't it banned in several formats while was it was legal? Yeah, it, it, it? it took a while. It's banned in Legacy right now. Okay. Really? Isn't it? I hope so. I don't think it I is. I thought it was. It has to be. I'm looking. Okay. While he's looking. Oh. Um, uh, yeah. I don't... And what? then... The bargain. So, the bargain. So, even... Yeah, like, hey, guys, I just threw 39 cards. Isn't yeah, that awesome? It, if it was bad enough in 60 card, now give yourself 20 more life. It is banned in Legacy, but in uh-huh. Commander says legal in uh, Gatherer. They that's might want to Gatherer isn't synced up properly with this. Well, they might want to fix that. Well, I think that's also because for in for Wizards, Commander is just uh, an online like Wizards Commander is really just online, and Yawn's oh, Bargain doesn't okay. exist online. Ah, uh, or does it? Or does it? Saga had to have been online. Or is it block? Maybe it wasn't. I have no idea. Okay. Well, nobody thinks it should be unbanned, right? Send us an email if you know whether or not Urza Block was ever on Magic Online. Uh, it wasn't, but there, or it might have been later. Hang on. MTGO search results. Yogmoth's Bargain on Card Shark. Yes. Okay, weird. Because it yeah, was yeah. one of those sets that was printed relatively recently on Magic yeah, Online. The, for for some reason the gatherer list isn't properly gatherer isn't properly synced up with this list yeah. even though this is supposed to be the official list weird okay uh gristlebrand gristlebrand yeah when you started 40 life <laughs> yeah same reason as yogmoth's bargain really yeah. yeah and the fact that it's a creature may make it easier to cheat out it is it does make it's it way easier way easier and so, he still has lifelink, which means your first seven are, are going to be free. Yeah, if, if he's allowed to live. Yeah. And if they kill him, you draw 14 or 21 in response. So. <laughs> and laugh and laugh. Yeah, I I got no problems here. Yeah, I was sad because I, I never actually got to play him in Commander. Me too. 
And we already talked about World Fire. Last one's trade secrets. Like I said yesterday, I was like, oh, this will go great in here. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I understand the rationale because really what it is is you and one other person get to have your own little mini game of let's draw as many cards as we want. And everybody else has to just go, huh. I have five cards in my hand. That's almost like 20. <laughs> so, any problems with that being on the list? Nah. No, yeah, I remember having that discussion when that the, the change was made. Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay. Goodness. Thank you. Um, and there are, there are a couple of uh, cards that are only specifically banned from being commanders. You can still yeah. have your deck, they just can't be the guy in charge. Yeah. So we have Braids, Cabal Minion, who is just miserable. She, yeah, she's, she's been on this list since forever. Yeah. And, and it's because if you can, if, if you have access to her at all times, like, okay, a turn one Braids is the end of the game. A turn two Braids might as well be the end of the game. A turn three Braids is still really seriously a bitch. Yeah. So or just, if a, you, or just a measurable experience for everybody. Exactly. So. so if you have access to her at all times, that is one less card you need in your opening hand to yeah. make the game an utter bitch. And that's why <laughs> she's only been as a commander. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah, that's that's great. <laughs> uh, Rafelos, Lanamore Emissary, is banned because he makes way too much mana. And he was off of this list for like a minute. For a little while, but it didn't take very long for him to come yeah. back. They're like, let's see what happens. And then they found out what happens. It's like, oh god, make a stop. Off, off, turn it off. <laughs> Jay, it's off my leg. It's pumping my leg. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's too much mana. It, it, it's too easy. It's, yeah. Yeah, if you could pay two mana for a dude who taps for 76 mana, you'd metal worker. <laughs> <laughs> and again, the fact that you can get him anytime seems pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Erio. Oh, Erio's bad oh. because screw Erio. <laughs> yeah, this is it's oh oh it's too easy to flip her, and I know that that may not seem like very obvious, but you can you can do it pretty easily. And if it was just you know get some sort of incremental advantage when you flip her, that'd be one thing. But it literally shuts everybody else out of the game. Yeah. So. In case you don't know, oh, it's a 1-1 one, one flyer for two. And when the fourth spell of a turn is played, you flip her. And she flips into Arayo's Essence, and in a legendary enchantment that says, Counter the first spell played by each opponent each turn. And as Mike said, screw Arayo. Like, you could put her in your deck, but if you have access to her at all times, it's just too easy and too aggressive. Yeah. If you sit down and, and the, with somebody you don't know... And that's their general. I'll give you a hint. You should get up right now. Head directly for the exit. If anyone tries to stop you on the way... Kill them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no one will convict you and you'll be like, I almost played a game against the Narayo deck. The judge will be like, oh, drop the charges. It's fine. Probably. I feel compelled as an attorney to say, maybe not. Maybe but not. <laughs> probably. There's a good chance. So, Yeah. No, ugh. And then, uh, one more. Yeah, there's good old Kakusho. Kakusho. He I'm was. I'm so glad that they took him off of the yeah. band band list. They yeah. just made him a band commander list. And he's not that, he's really, really good, but he's not terrible when you don't have access to him over and over again. 
The funny thing is, to make him work, you actually have to let him go to the graveyard versus the command zone. But as we've said, there's plenty of ways to get him back. So yeah, but the thing is that as a commander, he's basically always sitting in your opening hand. Yeah, and that's really rough. So, yep. Uh, this took a bit longer than I thought it might. Do we? Yeah. Can, but just real quick, since we're here, does anyone have any cards off the top of their head that are not yes. on this list that they would want to see on this list? I have two. Intuition. No. Oh. We, haven't talked we already about talked about that. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Soren Markov and the freaking who's the Sphinx? Magister Sphinx. Magister Sphinx. Because of the setting life to ten thing. Yeah. When you start at twenty, that's fine. But when you're starting at forty and yeah. Just at the push of a button. Yeah, like you can play Soren Markov on turn six and go, oh, you're at how much life? No, you're at ten and now you're dead. In this format, they're just not right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not win, but it's still, yeah. Okay. Uh, the one the one that I would suggest that we have not talked about, I've talked about Ulamog and some others, is Sarah Ascendant. Yeah. For the simple yes. reason that she wasn't templated for the format, and you can go turn one, I've got a, what is she, 7-7? Seven, 6-6 seven? Six, six Flying Lifelink. 6-6 six, six Flying Lifelink, or for one mana. And she was never meant to be that good, but... I think Sarah Ascendant's a dude. Yeah, I'm I think pretty sure is. he's got boobs. No, that's those that's, are pecs. Those are pecs. I'm looking it up. Uh, <laughs> does anybody else have any others? Um, personally, uh, I have to roll my eyes every set, every time I see a palancron show up. Um, yeah, palanton, palancron. If someone's playing a palancron, it's because they're doing something degenerate. There's no yeah, other reason. There's no it's not. Oh, I like seagulls. You know. <laughs> or, uh, hey, I but, can play this guy and untap lands and play another guy. No, that's never what Palancron is there for. But two two cards that I've heard people talking about recently um, are, oh, who's the Soul Bond Blink dude? That blue guy. Oh, Dead Eye Navigator. Oh, yeah. Dead yeah. Eye Navigator. For some, I've, I've heard a lot of people chatting about how they hate that guy in Commander. That... And, and the other one is one that I hadn't heard of. I hadn't heard people talking about before, but when I saw it, I'm like, how how the heck is that not banned? Hermit Druid is legal in the format. What? Yeah, a, a super cheap library equals graveyard is, is still legal in the format. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe it's just because uh, the sheer amount of uh, graveyard hate that is available and that people play, it's way too easy to get screwed. Maybe. Depends. Uh, Maybe. But do people really play all that much graveyard hate? Well, people that play Commander but seriously Ju- do. But Jukabog is like in every deck that splashes black. It's hard to respond to a Hermit Druid activation by playing a Bajukabog. <laughs> oh, but it's easy to resp- Well, that's a good point. <laughs> so all you have to do is animate it and then blink it with your Dead Eye Navigator. What the hell, Mike? Get into it. But, yeah, I do think that there is a decent amount of graveyard hate, which is why you don't see something like... um Oh, what's the one mana, uh, one mana, and it was banned, uh, maybe in standard, but at least in extended. Uh, one mana, go get anything out of your graveyard, put it in your library. Oh, uh, in, uh, into your what? Other way around, you mean? The other way around, Entomb. Yeah, Entomb, yeah. Entomb, thank you. It was, it was banned in Legacy like 15 minutes after it was first printed or something like that. Yeah. 
and restricted yeah. vintage. I remember it was banned in extended not long after we started playing, and my first article on Card Shark was I got sick of hearing all the pro players uh, bitch and moan about the uh, about Entomb, and I was like, look. There's lots of ways to do cool stuff with your graveyard. Here's my graveyard deck, and it was a really old draft of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, so. Derek, you got anything, or are you asleep? Nah, there's there's none particularly that come to mind. Just, just a lot of the ones that we talked about on the list, <clears throat> I very much agree need to stay on the list. But none come to mind uh, no, right now no. that I think should be added. No releases for good behavior? <laughs> no. Gotcha. Right. Well, that was fun. Yes, it, it was. was. I didn't eat dinner yet. So, final thoughts, Mike. Final thoughts. Um, um, I don't know. <laughs> I've started to feel slightly worse and worse as the you, podcast you has progressed. That, yeah. you, you sound like you're coming down with something. Did you or Chewy get sick after going to the pre-release with me? I'm pretty sure Mike is getting sick from that. Yes. <laughs> okay, because Sam had a fever this last week. She's been out of school, so. Okay. I like. I started to get concerned that I was, that I might have been feeling sick actually that day, and then the next day wasn't so bad, and then the day after that I started feeling something, and it's only really yesterday and the day before where it started to turn into something bothersome. Um, and today is definitely worse than yesterday. <laughs> Well, then you should go do something. Oh, whatever. Sleep. At, at, at least I made it to the podcast. Which we appreciate. Oh, I, I do have a thought. Um, so, so far, I've, I've played with all of the decks on duels except for the Eldrazi Ramp one. And the Demir deck has definitely seemed like the best one. The most powerful one. Did, have you gotten that impression, Brian? I definitely, I haven't, I actually haven't had a lot of time to play lately, uh-huh. but I can definitely vouch with, I think that one or possibly either the slivers or the green ramp one, because the green ramp one that is so consistent, there are some times where, you know, you've drawn 12 lands and you've ramped into like five more and you still just keep getting lands. And those situations do come up, but for the most part, it's like once you, after a certain threshold, everything you draw is something super stupid crazy. So I think that one's pretty good. Um, the Demir one and the Slivers ones are are very good as well. The Slivers ones, especially the Sliver one especially, but that kind of depends on your matchup a little bit too. Like against the Chandra deck, it gets a lot worse because you lose some of your key ones. Yeah. So, okay. So those are my thoughts. Word. How about you, Derek? Um, I had one, but I've completely lost it at this point. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> um, this is the final week of the the tech class. Got a big project coming together uh, at the end, so hopefully I'll get through with that with all my hair, what little hair I have, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> everything will be all good. Well, we, I'm sure you'll make it. I will. You're awesome like that. I'm not looking forward to the big research, uh, stuff that we have to do during the school year though. No. Not never. <laughs> Alright, Brian? There is no final thought, only Zool. Uh, I thought I had something. I saw another pocket hose, this time in Bed Bath and Beyond. I think they're becoming mainstream. That scares me. Um, I started getting spam emails about them. 
couple people commented or, or remarked to me and, or us in various ways about, holy crap, my mom has one of those and stuff like that. I, I have no, I have no opinion on your mom's pocket hose, but, uh, no, I'm, I'm just, right now I'm just tired. Sam has been home from school for the last two days and she's ready to go back tomorrow. She hasn't had a fever in over 24 hours, so she can go back. I'm just kind of tired. I've gotten some last minute appointments of some things, so work is just crazy. I'm, I am ready for a, a day or two with these guys to chill and chillax and play some cards and stuff. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Whew. Other than that, I, I'm done. I'm good. Word. Did you hear they got rid of extended? I did not. Okay. That's weird. That's weird. Not that anyone cared. Except for that one guy. And to that guy, I apologize. Oh well. So as for me, uh, I've, I've realized over the last several months and especially the last few days that my life kind of sucks. And I'm gonna start doing something about that because this is bullshit. So, I'm just gonna work on that. And with any luck, it will not affect negatively anything that has anything to do with this show. It will actually affect it positively. So that is my final thought. Don't let your life suck. <laughs> do something about that, because that sucks. <laughs> Where can I buy your book? I will I will write that soon, actually. Okay. As, uh, as Barney <clears throat> said, whenever... Uh, I start to feel sad. I stop being sad and be awesome instead. And I'm going to work on that. Means you need to wear a suit. Uh, screw all that. Unless somebody died or is getting married. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Just a bit of uplifting. Hey, does your life suck? Hey, mine does too. But together, not together. Separately, we can fix it. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. We can't do anything about your life. Sorry. Yeah, unfortunately. I'm sorry. We can... We can entertain you for a short while. That's that's what we do, sort of. Oh, well. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Hopefully you guys will be hearing about uh, positive changes in the very near future because, oh, my gosh, suck. <laughs> I know I complain about the day job every once in a while here, on here, but, like, it's not just a bad <coughs> job. It's, like, a horrible place for me to be ever. So, yeah, let's, let's fix that. But with that, you can find us, as always... Uh, on the manipool.com and on Twitter, Facebook, and send us an email. It's dorks at the manipool.com and you can, oh, that was my finger breaking. Wow. And I didn't eat dinner yet, so I'm starting to get a little delirious. And, uh, go to Card Shark and buy stuff. They've got the buy deck. They've got the, uh, cart optimizer. It's getting hardcore badass. And you should write me an article for Card Shark. Send it to submissions at cardshark.com. You know, and get on that, cause I need more articles. Then yeah, I guess that's good. So, this has been whatever episode this is, I decided to... 288. Eight. Right. I, re- I named this uh, notepad file wrong. Whoops. Eight. Ha! So, this has been episode 288 of the Manipool. Thank you all very much for listening, and uh, go play some magic.